everyone, and we're live. You're tuning into Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today, I have a bunch of sweaty dudes in the studio with me. <laughs> I have the band Forrest in the studio with me, and I have the man behind Sweetness Follows Records, John. Whee! So, um, can we go around the table? Uh, could you guys introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, what do you guys do in Forrest, and what? who the fuck is John? Please, yeah, right. anyone. My name is Nikki. I play drums in Forrest. Okay. Uh, uh, my it's- name is Daryl. Uh- I try to play bass and wine in the band. These will make very shitty Tinder bios, by the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also like one liner. It's like, okay. No, so, my, my Tinder bio last time is, uh, I, I stay on Earth. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm good. Uh, glad to know that. <laughs> yeah. So, Nikki, Daryl, and John. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm John. Yeah. I, I, I artist manage for us, I guess. Are you sure? I, I think so. I don't know who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do a bunch of things uh, with Sweetness Follows, primarily digital distribution. But, okay. So, Sweetness Follows is just one of my many hobby pursuits, I guess. Yeah, I know you to be a very. Uh, a man of many passions. So apart from Sweetness Follows, what other uh, projects or groups are you a part of? Uh, yeah, so I started this sneaker convention thing called Soul Superior eight yep. years ago. Yep. And then, uh, which became a larger lifestyle festival called Street Superior Festival mm. uh, two years ago. Okay. Yep. And how did you meet uh, the band? Because I sense a very antagonistic relationship between <laughs> just, I guess, I guess just Daryl and John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so the the story is that uh the, and this is, I the story is I went to meet Eric Foander. Okay, Efo, yeah. Efo, yeah. yeah. Uh in 2015 to ask Efo to do our Soul Superior poster art. Okay. And concurrently it was a like a gig at Blue Jazz and I knew I knew that Sub Shaman were playing. Mm. So I was like, and "Oh, Q. yeah, Q, yeah. yeah." So I so I bought a ticket to go see that show before I met Eric, lah, you mm. know. Um and I think it was for me personally it's like it was a quite a red afternoon out because I think Damon was just my my boy mm. was just born your so child right my Not, child your, your boy child. Could, could be for something else yeah, as well yeah, okay yeah. okay so I I have a okay. I, uh, my son my son okay. was just born okay so it was like a rare day out to yeah. go like back to see gigs and you know so yeah it was like and it was good like because it was an afternoon show mm. uh yeah and I so I went up and I. I think that was the show. The first band was T Rex. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T Rex. Yeah. So T Rex is another amazing band that has gone on to play at Laneway Laneway Festival. Gotcha. And they were like one of the first bands that that opened the show. They were amazing. And then there was these like three guys that went on the stage, uh, and and they just played a a, a thirty minute set. Okay. And it was the band called Forest, and uh, I was very won over lah. Uh, I was. It was. Thanks. I think they were about. <laughs> I think there were about five or six people in the audience, including myself. No yeah. one gave a fuck. There were one of oh, they were in the audience. No, yeah, yeah, in the audience. Oh, okay. and of course, the audience I think primarily also consisted of other bands on the same. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. No, but, but to be playing right after T Rex, basically we were all demoralized. Why? Why is that? Uh, I think only you demoralized. Yeah, only I. <laughs> what? Okay, what? What? What is T Rex in this context? Because I've never heard T-Rex of T Rex. Is this like technical? Uh, I don't know, jazz, progressive, uh, instrumental band. Okay. Yeah, just very technical band. Uh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all of them is very good in their instrument. But for us, is uh, <laughs> we are better in our instrument. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So actually, uh, only uh, only Nikki uh, felt yeah. uh, intimidated. Because okay. Then, I, I was yeah. truly intimidated. Okay. After seeing Ju- Junaidi play. Is it like fun. a musicality thing? Yeah. Like, okay. The guy, the guy used to play for ATC, Amateur Control. 
So, what is that? You're throwing all these names. I should know, but I don't. Amazing bands that you should go check out. Okay, ATC. Amateur Days. I think, but to be fair, we were still fairly a new band. Okay, 2015. 2015, we haven't even released anything yet. It was first year? Yeah, we're still like less than a year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So John, at that location when you were worn over at that particular gig, who did you have to flirt with to get in contact with them? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, after the show, I'm the only guy that's still like <laughs> sitting around. Oh, you talk to me, what? Yeah, yeah. So no, so exactly. So I, I, I do the I do the thing that I always do is which is to say like great set, like guys. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm. I. I know some people would feel embarrassed about like, mm. like you know, giving props, but you know, it was it was really genuinely a a, a very re- refreshing breath of. Fresh yeah. air for me yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's the first time I met John also. Okay. So uh yeah, back then I think it's it felt nice that somebody like that really you don't appreciated. know like come come like personally come to you and like hey uh, cool shit man there's some some nineties emo shit I don't know what you say. It was very it was like yeah. it was familiar yet fresh to me because there was like shouting, which Daryl explained later was like a scrams thing. But you know the in the guitar work. And guitar work really sounded very 90s, all 90s. It was mm. a little bit like punk, but a lot of technicality to it. So I couldn't really quite place my finger on like what it really was, but yep. it was cohesively familiar to me. And then I just won over a lot immediately. Was yeah. sweetness already a thing back then? In no, 2015? no. So back 20, 20, in 2015, so the follow-up to this is that I was a writer for Esquire at the time. Gotcha. I used to do their monthly column on music. So I thought immediately like this has to be the next monthly column, like just to break... Uh, a new a new Singaporean band that I thought was like really really worthy of people to give a oh, listen yeah. to la. John la, uh, put us in our first magazine uh, <laughs> article la. yeah that kind of thing thanks John <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome Daryl <laughs> so um, I no longer s- write for Esquire by the way oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you write for yourself John <laughs> so how how would uh, I guess Nikki and Daryl, how would you describe the sound of Forest for someone who have never heard of you guys before? Because I spoke to Mao Life previously and I got the idea to do, to do a podcast for you guys from them. They described you guys as amazing. Amazing. And it, it, they said this, the, the, the tunes and the music that you guys produce sounded very Southern American Texas vibe. Uh. Something like that. So how 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 would you describe the the, the sound that you guys produce? I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let Daryl explain it. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, well, want, uh, Speak how, closer to the. How do I how do I describe my the, the sound? Come again. How do I describe the music? My music. The the music that Forest plays. How do, how do I describe? It's uh okay. It's what was your goal when you started? Okay, my my goal when I started. Uh, do you know the band Folds? Yeah, barely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Not that familiar. Okay. Uh. The goal is uh, just to create some. Uh, okay, back then in Singapore, uh, there's not many like three piece like Chicken emo, screamo. I don't know emo band. I don't know how to say it uh, back then. So I uh, just want to. I just want to try to make something that uh, in Singapore that's not. Uh, uh, this band that don't. It's not so popular yet. I mean, there's a three piece band called uh, Tapes Three. It's like they are playing like really a uh, sad emo music. Okay. But like, uh, I think for us, we try to. Not play really sad. Uh, just try to play like a happy sad a song. fun song. So I think it's like uh, the last time our bio is like uh, so it's sad songs for happy people. Mm. So it's like the lyrics are like sad stuff, but like the tunes are happy. So <laughs> I think that's how I think that's how I want to describe my music. It's uh sad songs for happy people. Would you agree, Nikki? Definitely. Okay. On a side note, Daryl has the amazing ability to tell you what year whatever album came out. Okay. <laughs> so just. 
think of something and then ask him when it came out. Is it because of a smartphone or? No. <laughs> he can tell you right now without checking. It's a music quiz winner. Oh. <laughs> quiz, <I> so, <laughs> so has that particular uh, description of your sound changed across, I guess, the, the five years like uh, when you guys are playing? No, I think uh, it's still the main, uh, the core uh, idea of the of Forest. Yeah. We always try to have a fun, a fun song. Uh. Fun song? Yeah, fun song. Okay. So what does a fun song look like? Because I've, I've, I've seen a couple of your music videos, especially the one in the toilet. Uh, that, that's pretty amazing. That, that music video was impromptu. Yeah. What do you mean impromptu? Uh, so like we can just go film one right now, like impromptu? Yeah, like, they can. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were supposed to play uh, a show like in one hour's time, right? Yeah. So that photographer was only going to shoot the show. Yeah. Then so like, the yeah. toilet in Aspen. Yeah, I, told, really like, nah, I find the toilet very nice and very clean. Then like, I uh, tell the, guitar, uh, the ex-guitarist previously, I say, Hey, let's do something <laughs> impromptu. <laughs> because that's our aesthetic. It's all the whole like uh, unplanned shit. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's really just impromptu shit. And then like we, uh, yeah, we just wing it. Lah. Yeah. Like Nikki, don't want to be in the video. So he just, no, like, wait, shout hitting. out to Anwar, the guy who shot the video. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why though? Because he was the one stupidly enough to take the <laughs> yeah, yeah, photos he's like, he's like really, really so uh, like on about it, all this like oh yeah. let's go man let's do it yeah he's really very on about it yeah. so uh, that's that's cool you mentioned that there was an hour to the show so you yeah. shot the entire video of Kauai Hawaii in one hour less yeah. than an hour less than an hour that's fantastic maybe like only three what, takes three takes yeah. and okay. the song is like two minutes plus mm. and so. you said that the aesthetic of the band or I guess the, the, the feel of the band's a bit uh mm. Messy. It's a bit. Un- is it? We don't take ourselves seriously. Okay. Yeah. So is that where John comes in then? Because I guess as 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 a band, you guys have to have some some form of a structure, some form of a framework to 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 put it out there, to put music out there, to go for gigs and all. Is that where John comes in as the distributor? No, no. Actually, <laughs> I think the relationship just continued as friends. I mean, past writing. I mean, after writing about them for mm. Esquire, mm. I mean, we just kept kept in touch. And uh, I think because I used to play in a band. Ooh, um, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was it was handing over um, just nuggets of information. Uh, like it wasn't a case of, you know, hey guys, do this, do this. But it was a, yeah. like like one of the things was uh, go go register with Compass. What? Yeah, which they still haven't done after <laughs> what fucking six years. Register what? Sorry. With the uh. So Compass is the red the, I don't know the, what the whole accurate like what it stands for, but basically it's the registry of composers. So mm. basically it's a bunch of lawyers that you can register yourself as a songwriter. Yep, and your song is with the lawyers, and every time it's played in a jingle or it's you know it's 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 uh, played oh. on the radio, you get royalty lah. Yep. yep, yep, yeah. So it's basically you give the. The, the lawyer mafia money the mm. like, the authority to uh, collect money on your behalf okay and so yeah they, that's what they do la. is that like a must do is that like common knowledge for all musicians to do it really depends okay so if you want to break it break it down to this I think a lot of the people that do music full time like they're full time composers they do jingles they do mm. com- very commercial music they, they, they'll be on the up on knowing how to do this la. um for me I, I have to thank people like Patrick from the Odd Fellows okay. way back old school so Back then, they had a they had this like little music initiative where they would get all these local bands to come down and give you advice on how you can IP kind of like IP your music, mm. you know. Um, and this is before streaming and all that. So I mean, that's one of the things. That was one of the key things I t- I took away because 
um, that's where you just you you get your music registered so it's officially recognized and anytime it's played anywhere in the world these lawyers are supposed to like get your coin right mm. yeah so I mean I think like it. some people kind of sometimes it gets very dry people think of it like oh I do this like some very bullshit professional rubbish right so I guess all the indie bands all the punk bands a lot of local bands they don't bother doing that you know uh, which which I I I I kind of get, but I I also think that it's just a one time admin thing that you have just to do. So if you, at the end of the day, I think it's like a kind of like an enlightenment and and enlightened thing lah. If you see it, then suddenly you see it. They're like, oh, dude, why were we so stupid not to do it before, mm. right? But if you don't see it for some, whatever reason, you'll never be enlightened. <laughs> uh. are, you, are you trying to say that the the, the band hasn't no, no, seen it's not, it? It's yet. not just the band. It's just it could be anybody, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so is I'm, it could 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 the whole culture of anti-establishment be part of the the attitude towards it? I mean, you put a a piping hot box of McDonald's. I'm sure everybody's gonna eat it, lah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think we're just too lazy. I, I yeah. although although that said, I've heard that now there's more than one composer authority that's going around collecting royalties. But yep. in the past, it was just like one compass. So you know, um, I mean, so t- we've digressed about that. But aside from that, yeah, no. So it was just me giving out advice, um, just based on my past experience, and also like with a little bit of marketing savvy with yeah bunch of other things that so I do. So like uh, we have a we used to have a group chat so we'll just You used to have a group chat? Oh no, we still have. <laughs> oh okay. Uh, so we'll discuss like the, the forest will just discuss about stuff. John yep. will be like he's just he's seeing all the conversation but if he has anything to say then he just put it there. Just mm. say something. So it's not that he was he really tried to like uh, he's not nagging I'll give you an advice. So I'll give you an example. So like, yeah. for example if you get there, so Forest has been asked to be played to play like, um, like super punk venues, like what like, is super punk venues? Like uh, recording studios, like l- like uh, Life House, some other like you know those places where it's like super like Asuka punk, yeah, 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 and they've also done like shows that are that have some commercial value or like they are they are paid they are festivals okay. they have been paid by. So I think like a lot of times they don't really have the savvy of like how do we. How do you communicate with somebody in, in on a, like a more professional level? How do you say yes or no to a show, mm-hmm. right? And what do you ask for in the show? Yep. So I think like with a little bit of past experience and like a little bit of, I don't know, like Googling, you know, <laughs> you can kind of figure that out. And so I pass it on to them, you know, yeah. like, okay, so do this. And then I think eventually just kind of, kind of became a little bit of like a relationship where they would ask me for advice and like, yeah. give it, you know? I mean, but some, um, sometimes we just discuss, but like John just say his piece but doesn't mean that we have to listen. But he mm. just says peace. Yeah. It's usually but, the but one mostly that, we listen. Uh. It's usually the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> la. yeah. So, so he, he, he kind of helps you guys navigate through. He guides the, us. He guides music. us to yeah, wherever we want to go. So this whole music, uh, would you consider Forrest as a, a profession, as a career? What, what would you consider it? No. Yeah. Uh, for me, I always tell people uh, it's a serious hobby. Because if I say it's a hobby, it's, I don't, it's a bit too... Uh, I spend I spend a lot of time on this in this thing to be <laughs> yeah, called yeah. to just a hobby. Yeah. That's a serious hobby for me. La. Yeah. If, I, if I will say it's full time, that means I'm actually living off it. Yeah. Mm. And there's no chance. Full-time. Yeah. There's there's no chance with what we are going through now. Mm. Um what do you mean there's no chance? Because of the success you guys have, you would imagine that there would be a shot. I think to we, make it- we make <laughs> most of our income from the band is through merchandise. Yeah. So shows 
there are good months, but usually, no. Okay. Yeah, ima- imagine months that we have no shows, like the whole COVID. So, mm. But we are still selling merch. Yep. So I think it's like, it's not bad for like, to have a, it's, it's, it's good enough to for the band fun. But band for, fun. For, for a living, that is like, no. Yeah. For band fun, I think it's, uh, yes, it's okay. So what the band fun yeah. started with is, each of us chipping in $100. Back then. Uh, for yeah. beer. Can buy how many dollars <laughs> like that. So, so each of us chip in a certain amount of money. Yeah. To print the first print shirt, uh, first first bag the of first shirt. Pa- uh, maybe first, first bag of shirts first recording okay yeah. yeah and then it has grown from there yeah and mm. nothing else has come off of pockets but uh. I mean like if like, of, like on tours uh, on yeah, tour, tour, uh, we tour. gotta pay for flights yeah for sure. the flights yeah. but apart from flights merch has paid for itself yep I mean, which, cool. which we are grateful for uh. yep yeah, yeah. Shout out to the people who bought our shirt and sell them on Coracel. Dude, I was going to say, was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Fucking Gerard. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you, Gerard. So, when, uh, before for I'm just curious to know, before Forrest, uh, were you guys part of any other bands? Because I think to my knowledge, uh, this, being part of other bands, I guess, mishmashing the different oh. talents are, it's, it's a uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, from what I hear. I can start first. I used to you be in a that. band called Bear Culture. It was a progressive rock band. Yeah. But, um, what were some of the highlights? Canada uh, tour, right? Canada, right? Yeah, playing Canada, oh, shit. but maybe it's yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was a good three to four years. Gotcha. But after a while, everybody just grew up, grew out of it. Got married, have kids. Okay. So Forrest was the only one that kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, for me, I used to play in the, this uh, metalcore band. Okay. Uh, it's called Allegiance. I, pl- I play bass. Uh. Actually, that's how I met our, our previous guitarist because he was playing in another metalcore band. Yep. So like, uh, I mean, I, uh, I I know him from that the the metalcore scene. Yep. <laughs> but I I know that he's also into this whole emo thing. Mm. So that actually, that's how I like I approach him. Hey, you wanna start a band like this kind of this kind of, this kind of sound? Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I mean that's how it linked uh, Like, cause I was playing another, you know, metal band. He was playing on on metal band also. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I think it's it's cool how uh, everything is like connected in a way. Yeah. How I how I met um Daryl and Adam, I met them through Soft. Yeah. So there's we, a. It's we're a looking soft, for a drama on like. It's uh, a soft. music you know, forum. No. Oh, it's okay. a music forum, forum that everyone was on. How many years ago? Basically, it's a it's, it's a, a buy and sell before carousel. It's, it's a musician, uh, web- for- Singapore musician, uh, forum website to buy pedals to meet, oh, wow. to look for band members, gotcha, anything, gotcha. anything music related. Like, it's soft was like the the thing. Yeah. So I was window shopping for bands because <laughs> I wasn't particularly looking for another band to play in. Mm. But so happened I saw an ad that what the hell the, what sounded the hell we write, uh? interesting. You guys wanted to play Foes with Screaming or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was something fucking quirky that I was like, fuck, let me try. Because <laughs> yeah. it was so stupid that yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. fuck, I have to do this. Because yep. every other band is like, I want to form a top 40s cover band. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Or I want to cover Metallica and Iron Maiden. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sea of that. And then, one ad with these fuckers putting <laughs> stupid shit out. I'm like, fuck, let me try. And no, then- or, or like, I think uh, on soft, right, the advertisement is like, they, 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 they will say like, some like- Looking for? That they're influenced, like the band wanna, gonna sound like- Iron some, Maiden will be like, number one. That- like, a band that already exists. So okay. the ba- it's like, they already like, have this sound that they, they, they're gonna follow. Yep. So, uh, I think that's why, I think yeah. Nikki- It was fresh and interesting. So it was nothing defined. 
Yeah, mm. yeah. Be, to be honest, when when we started Forest, really, I don't know. I don't have any. We don't have any clue. expectations of what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So like, for all I care, it could be one jam. I will never see them again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. And so we did jam for the first time, and yeah. like, wow, well, I think we already have like something. <laughs> we already have something that yeah. within that first jam of meeting all of us meeting for yeah for the first time. So I feel like the chemistry, like uh, I think we feel it from that first jam. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so How was the make, journey make of polishing that f- sound from the first jam to what you just mentioned wow. previously? Yeah. What What was that journey like? What whose mm. whose ideas uh gelled together to form this unique sound? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. But uh, uh, because uh, maybe it's me because I'm the one who wants to start this band. Yep. Yep. So I have this idea of uh, uh, a three piece uh, band with. Uh, screaming and singing but I uh, gotta make it catchy mm-hmm. so I don't have like a concrete uh, concrete uh, idea of it mm. but I just want to make something along this line something that's like um, when people hear us it's not like they, they, they're not gonna be like uh, they're not gonna compare us to anything like uh, like when people hear us they it's something familiar but they can't pinpoint, pinpoint yeah. they can't pinpoint what band what band they follow? What yep, band? Yep. What band they copy from? Yep, yep. Yeah, that, be, that's that's my goal, lah. Yeah. To be fair, when we started, we played two years of shows, or maybe a year and a half, to nobody. Yeah. What do you mean to nobody? Nobody means like yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah like you on the stage and there's no five no six people because we will always be as a new band. You will always play. I mean that's normal. Way uh, earlier, yeah. Yeah, we always so play early. Everybody will only come for the headliner mm, or maybe mm. the bands right before. Yep. So we are playing to like five or six friends. Okay. And but it's okay like it's, 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 I will see it as a rite of passage yeah mm. it's, 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 you need to go through this yep yeah. would you I would imagine you still have to give your 100% like, even Definitely. there is nobody no uh, uh, to be honest like this is the the more you should give 100% because like <laughs> if you yeah. uh, I don't like the idea of like uh, oh they are new bands so just uh, give give chance to them I feel like yeah. a new band like That's a fucking the more you excuse. should impress people mm. not yeah it's not like you shouldn't be sloppy when you are a new band okay but yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of yeah. bands that are very sloppy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, so when when you say <laughs> that, what what do you mean by that? Is it like the the, there are the bands playing? that go on stage They're and open for an international band and they wear slippers and shorts, ah, uh, and they think it's funny? I mean, yeah, is it like an aesthetic thing or what? what I don't what know. I don't it? know. I mean, I mean, maybe they think they're like maybe it's an aesthetic thing. Maybe it's really very cool. I I I mean, props to them for having that bravado mm-hmm. I feel that there's also been like local bands in the '80s, like the Dongs, who had a similar similar aesthetic. You know that that vibe. Um, but it doesn't appeal to me, lah. Mm. Um, I think it. I think you can say people like will say like, oh, what a super lot of posturing, you know, like like like. But but fuck, man, just do whatever you 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 feel confident in. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe props to those guys in their slippers and shorts, like and not giving yeah. a shit and just yeah. like oh, then like okay, that that that's punk rock to them, yeah. you know. And because that's, I mean, after uh, for me, right? If you feel whatever you feel comfortable in, whatever you just you just do you just do you. I I may not like it. But as long as you're okay with it, yeah, definitely. I, as, long as, as long as the yeah. band is tight, yeah. For me, it's like whatever, yeah. yeah. But I think uh, for me, my problem with like uh, with uh, a new band is like, uh, they are not ready, but they're ready to. They are not ready, but they're ready to play a show, which is uh, they've got they've got more merch than experience. I don't <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think some bands that like start with merch. And like you, you. This is like the thing we have got. So like now we have to work extra hard. Okay, I have to match up. <laughs> no, I I feel like, okay, and I say this from a perspective of a music fan, right? Mm. There's oh, and more importantly, I say this as a local music fan. Yep. 
there's no one way to do anything. True, true, yep. And I think that's, that's that that advice is is for pretty much everything you do in a creative expression. Mm. Um I think there's there's no rules, uh, to be honest. Yeah. You want so, to, <laughs> yeah. You know, for whoever I think is shit, right? Even a terrible act is also inspiration to people to do better. Definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> oh shit, we shouldn't be like that. I mean, I can't be as terrible. Like, I, like if I if I have super, if I, have super, <laughs> if I no, I, th- I think I think for me at least, right? When I when I play in a band, for me, I was so insecure all the time. But I was like, oh, but this person is pretty terrible. If I'm as terrible, I'm on this person's level. It's not that bad. No, you know what I mean. And 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 yeah. So I always look to that like as like like the the kind of like crutch that will motivate me to go yep, and yep. do my thing. And even if I'm terrible and people tell me I'm terrible and you go on to, you go on to form an amazing band, props, bro. Mm. Like I, I was part of that process, you know. Like <laughs> you contributed. <laughs> I, I, I think back to your point earlier is why I feel that for for us, I mean I know they like make the effort to like always try to book rehearsal every week. Yep. Yeah, which is week. like a which is why they consider like think like a pretty much like a serious hobby. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think uh famous Singaporean singer-songwriter named Nicholas Wong once said <laughs> the difference between <laughs> hobbyists, really? right? Yeah, yeah. He used to oh, say yeah. like, yeah, if you if you think your band is like the, oh, let's go and once in a while jam kind, like, yeah, yeah you, you don't take your hobby that seriously, like, you know? And Which that's is why, fine also, right? I mean, that's, that's what they want. If, if you're- Yeah, exactly. That's what they I, want. I think that's fine oh, as well, yeah. yeah. But what we want is like, not just like a casual jamming. Yeah. We really want to make something, I don't know. It's a, it's a very nice. good point. I, 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 some of my, my best- like my favorites, right? I'm not gonna say the name, but <laughs> they were terrible live when I saw them. But their recording is like immaculate. Like I still feel like it's the best release. But that's the case for many. recording magic. And yeah. To be honest with, for, to us for for us also, I feel is I think in, in uh a lot of bands <clears throat> recording is always gonna be better. I feel uh, That is that me. is the goal <laughs> of a live show is to match the recording, but you recording we can, sucks, we can never get like hundred percent. Ever, it's always like no, that, that's the thing. Like because when 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 pe- when people watch you live, uh, they're not gonna like com- keep comparing you to the recording quality. When yeah. they are ju- when they are there, they just want they just feel the energy, mm. and that the if you are tight, your band is tight or not. It's just a, it's a whole about. It's a different game, lah. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all about, just about energy. Nobody gonna be like, uh, oh shit, the recording is like so clear, so nice. <laughs> like, nobody got time for that <laughs> during live show. No. <laughs> Yeah. He missed it. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, shit. He missed it. Uh. I don't know. I think for for us, uh, uh, we did make a lot of mistake. Uh, here and there. Well, I'm 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 so gonna admit, like. And everybody I, can tell, by the way. Everybody can tell. Like playing live, uh, But because it's live, so like. fun. Yeah. And most of the time, everyone's drunk. We are. Yeah. Drunk. Most of the time, everyone's drunk. The magic is we always go on stage drunk. Mm. And I, I will say this though, I don't think they were that drunk in the earlier shows, but yeah, later yeah, on, yeah. where the band has got, got quite a big, quite a big following. Yeah, um, I mean, pretty much it's karaoke, uh, like the band, the, the crowd will sing the the words for them. Which well, is yeah, now one of the yes. biggest compliments of for like if you ask anybody about Forest, is that people know the words to the song. Uh, yeah, um, because uh, I'm the vocalist, right? So yep. it kind of like helped me a bit. Like sometimes <laughs> I cannot hit hit the note, uh, or tired or what. Uh. They're like, yeah. You just keep quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just like sing far away from the mic. I'm very curious to know, Um, when you guys were part of other bands and when you guys got together to play for us, was there any uh thought put into any consideration that you guys want to do this full-time or was it always very obvious that this is not going to be a full-time thing? We needed to get like a a paying job just to sustain this I mean, hobby. Yeah. In Singapore, I don't think we can do it full-time unless we are... Uh, uh, what, a bar band, right? Yeah, like bar band. what's a bar band? 
Barben. Someone that covers top 40s <coughs> and play yeah. like the bar circuit around Singapore. The bar circuit. But like even then, they, they have they have other day gigs, what? You know, like they... they the wedding singers. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a it's a honest job. You got to learn songs and you got to update your repertoire. But it's not something I think we want to do. I don't do. think you can make a living playing your own songs. You're, yeah, you can't, you can't so make... I, I think I feel that again back to the there's no one way to do anything right if you always look for I, I, I don't know about you guys but as Singaporeans I always feel that we look to each other for examples ah. yeah. so we're okay. like oh hey, here, here's a success story right yeah. here's a here's a template yep, yep. just do like uh, so there, there was a band called the Sam Willows mm. you mentioned my own life right yep. so you know I mean we oh, like I think in the local indie music scene the punk scene um I think the template is for bands wise there aren't probably there aren't that many maybe the observatory what is that yeah. but then again they are also in the they are in the art oh, observatory is this uh, amazing it's a really good Singaporean like, band <coughs> but to me they are very uh, they are uh, they are an art art band A-R-C A-R-T art like a very uh, like uh, visual yeah. sonic uh, very, says, very, yeah. very art kind of band I don't know how to explain it's not it's, uh, not, it's, 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 it's an unver- Avant-garde, yeah. Avant-garde, avant-garde, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The market. No, no, is there a market? I don't know. I mean, so yeah. I think like for a lot of I mean, these. <laughs> there's a market. Yeah, there's musicians. And this is just my random observation. Observation. Not as a fan. Observation of the observatory. No, no, no. I mean, uh, so if you look, if you look at, if you look at, at, at bands like, um, they, they all have to supplement in some way or form. Uh, if not, yeah. then they evolve into personalities. Yeah. Uh. Like mm. we all know Ben King, yep, amazing guy. Yep. Props to him. He's very multi-talented. He has to do acting. He has to do hosting. Yep. and does and music make, as well. And like make TikTok videos. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and props yeah. to that. I think yeah, that's yeah. that's the one way to like make it your full-time gig. Yep, gig yeah. gig. But I think yeah, like, really as Singaporeans, sometimes maybe we are always just a, bit, a little bit afraid. I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, I always feel that the and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I think in the past people used to have this argument that to be a really excellent musician you have to commit to be doing full time right mm-hmm. but why why can't you be working and like your responsibilities are sorted right working so th- and then and then they're creative so <laughs> then you do your creative shit on the other, other end yeah I don't know what, what, what's Wormrod's template I think I think Wormrod's template I think similar to they us. got day job yeah they but got they, day job they, they got take, family they take a like a few months off and tour Europe tour U- US oh shit yeah yeah Wormrod's big dude what bro Wormrod. Wormrod. They, uh, um, they played Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so their genre is like uh, grindcore. It's like already like uh, quite a niche genre in a metal metal genre. Yep. So in this genre, like they are like one of the like if you search for grindcore right, on Google. What what what, yeah, what, what will come out? The the Wormrod will come out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, the one that come out is all the top bands. Mm. So yeah, they they made it in that genre. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Props. People yeah. people also bootleg and sell their merch. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know you yeah. made it when you yeah, people, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um I'm very curious to know everybody's uh, relationship to music. What what was music uh, like for you guys? I guess growing up and how has yeah, it evolved here? I started playing drums when I was 13 years old in secondary school concert band. Oh, wonderful. So that's how I <laughs> <laughs> like a giga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was band practice every week. I, got, I fell in love with the drum set, took lessons once I graduated. and it, fell in love with Cajon. <laughs> <laughs> we played a show recently and I had to use the Cajon, but it was like the 
What's the Cajon? Oh, Cajon is a... It's like a... <laughs> oh, I saw that video. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's a tribal drum or something. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Is uh, being multi-talented in, or, or being proficient in various instruments, is it important in music? You can't ask me. I can only play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You it, can't it, ask him. Uh, he, Nikki don't know anything. I, I, I can't do shit. Yeah, Nikki can't do shit. Like he, the drum also like uh, just sucks, barely, uh. barely enough. Only. But but you guys kept him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he knows how to use uh, Photoshop. Photoshop. He can make, yeah. he can make merchandise. Yeah, he can three D print. Yeah, he can lie us with a t shirt printer. True. Actually, Nikki, you may leave right now. Yeah. Like, you can just yeah. Goodbye, guys. It's done. So Daryl, actually, um, this podcast has to kick you out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Right, man. <laughs> so you've yeah, only I mean, been playing the drums, uh, solely the drums. Okay, what 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 is it about that that fascinates you? It's the only thing I can do. I tried playing the guitar. I tried playing the bass when I was younger. Okay. Sorry, man. Not for you. Is it not transferable? The the drums? musicality and the not for drums. No way. Okay. Drums is just strictly rhythm. Okay. I mean, yes, in a certain extent, but if you're asking me about notes and like pitch, I can't do that shit. Mm. So I can't sing or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Daryl. Uh, for me, uh, okay. Ever since I was young, I, I, I noticed I pay attention to music more. Like, uh, like when I was young, I, I, I would like buy CDs of like these bands, like uh, boy band, like boy, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Savage Garden, gotcha, Westlife. Gotcha. Yeah, Westlife. It's like I really like. Uh, I'm really into all these music things. Like, I really know. I'm like, I don't know. Like MTV, really like. Uh, I really like. I like watching MTV. Yep. But like, uh, what got me into uh, playing music is, uh, I think, uh, Blink Blink One Eight Two. Okay. Yeah. So. What was it about Blink One Eighty Two though? Uh, Dude, there's a I don't know, man. Right, there's a poster right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking at a poster of Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Uh, uh. Okay. The funny thing is, I was like into like new metal, like Slipknot, Limbiskit. Ah. Okay. Yeah. But like. After that, I got into Blink One Eighty Two, like the punk rock phase. Well, Blink One Eighty Two. Then I don't know why. Because their song seems easy and catchy. So <laughs> yeah. like, it kind of motivates me to... You know when easy and catchy like motivates you to uh, play? I can do that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, pick up, pick up instruments. Yep, so like, yep. I pick up guitar mainly because of uh, like Blink-182. I, I want to learn one of their songs. Mm. So I think that's how it started. Like when I started playing guitar, then I realized like, hmm, why, 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 why I keep playing other people's songs? I want to... Play, I'll write my own song. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's really how it started. Yep. I just want to feel how it feels to... I, I'm like... Because I learned so many people's other people's songs when learning yep. the guitar. Yep. I feel like, okay, I had enough. I... Okay, I won't try making my own stuff. Yeah. How was so, the... How was that, how was that jump or that, or that transition towards making your own and oh, uh, that was writing the, your own That stuff. was when I was 13, 14. So, uh, so uh, when learning their songs, I learned all the chords. I yep. learned the... Uh, I don't know the gist of guitar. Then okay. after that, I, uh, I just tried to make my own song. Uh, but that was uh, when I was 13, 14. Uh, uh, I just tried to make like punk rock because uh, I was learning punk rock songs. So the song gonna be punk rock. Can okay. I ask you, what? when did Laser started? Laser? Oh. What's a laser? Like, oh. what's uh, this, uh, this what context? He, he's known as Daryl Laser. Or like the nickname. Yeah. Is it like a gamer tag or something? No, uh, my name Daryl Laser. Uh, I, I just like Laser. <laughs> like really, really, there's no like in-depth. Uh, John's face right now, it's like <laughs> disgusting. Like, Fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going home. I'm going home now. <laughs> no, back then I was like Daryl, Daryl, Daryl Kido, Daryl Robot. 
Okay. But Daryl Laser like stick from stick like for 13 years already. Like, like cool. Uh. It's like <laughs> a magic persona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he, when he's Facebook. He's gonna change his IC soon. <laughs> like like Facebook, Laser. Facebook just started then I use, already use Daryl Laser. Okay. Then like stick until like now. <laughs> like to, be, to the point to the point where people call me Laser. Yeah. Instead of my name Daryl. Have you ever called him Laser before? I think, have you? <laughs> no, no, haven't I? I've called it you with the other name. <laughs> <laughs> your IC name <laughs> yeah it's government name <laughs> yeah government name okay so yeah that's how my that's my relationship with music uh, like uh, so is it safe to say that you guys had no quote unquote formal education on how to read music uh, or no. to learn it I, I did from concert band I wouldn't consider that formal. Would you consider that formal yeah. education I mean there were formal? notes and yeah you know okay, read Tauge yeah, yeah, yeah I can read the Tauge okay but has that helped in any way uh, yes because I taught music I mean I taught drums like a few years ago and what I've learned when I was younger really came into play okay yeah. interesting for so, me uh, yeah. I don't know I don't know notes because uh, I don't know why because uh, 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 Blink 182 uh, Tom Dillon the guitarist mm. uh, he also don't know how to read notes so I don't know uh, I, I don't know why I remember that but I think that like uh, I feel you also can do a- Yeah, it's like I don't think you need to know how to actually it depends on what you want to do. Yep. Like because for me I I, I like doing uh, writing my own stuff. So I'm not a teacher. So as long as I know like it's like now, right? You ask me like some chords, right? I don't know the name of it. I just know how to play it. I just know how it sounds. Mm. I just, you ask me what, what chord is this? Uh, I'm not sh- I'm not sure about the detail. So if Nikki were to write you some tauge right now, you cannot no, see it. No, no, no. <laughs> I can only write rhythm tauge, not not not, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. whatever you can play. <laughs> I think for us, uh, oh, everyone is for us is a very uh, autodidact uh, musician. Uh, what? We Sorry, are, we are cavemen. Uh, we are like the. No, it's very it's, it's very cringe to say musicians. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we, uh, we learn by. Feeling, I get, um, I, yeah. I, I get, I get the cringe to be like cringe to say musician. Yeah, you, like, know, yeah. you, know, you feel like you take yourself too seriously. Like you're very, uh, it's very stuffy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's fine. Again, it's like just one of the ways you look at. It's it's very interesting. Daryl mentioned Tom Dillon because I remember watching a video with him and Mike Shinoda. They were on stage. They mm. had, uh, it's Tom like Dillon a and Mike Shinoda. So they were on stage for like a <laughs> for like a panel. So it's like a post panel thing. So they open up to the audience to give them suggestions to how uh, to write a song. Mm. Uh, they had forty-five minutes on stage to curate a song. Oh, wait, uh, I think I think that's Mark Hoppers. Oh, Mark Hoppers and uh, uh Mike Shinoda. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Mark Hoppers. Yeah, uh, I saw that. The one that doesn't believe in aliens. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but that was quite. The one I can sing a little bit better. But apparently, <laughs> the yeah. the the Mark Hoppers guy, he just feel the entire thing through yeah. feeling only. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hoppers is not the greatest bass player, mm. but uh. The notes, the the the, the things he write is I don't Catchy. know. It's it's nice. Yeah, he's not. If you, you ask everybody, right? Nobody gonna say he's like a the, a great bass player. Yeah. So. But they probably. The but yeah. Fan. But I was a big fan of them. Him, Mark Hopper, Tom Delonge. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they are the one who motivated me to pick up something in the first place. Have you ever seen them live before? No. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so John uh, what is your relationship to music because um, I've always known you as someone who has very eclectic taste in yep. music yep. yeah like if, if we say like if, if I say a band to you you'll probably know like the history and everything about to do and the whole culture so what is your your I, own personal I think, relationship I mean, uh, yeah like you mentioned I, I am a person of a lot of passions but mm. I think 
I think if I have to pick the most, the strongest one, it'd always be music. Okay. Uh, because I, I mean, uh, I was just thinking about it when the guys were talking. So I, I think it all boils down to coming from an all boys school for ten years, and in an all boys school, you always had to pick, kind of pick your like your clique, right? Okay. So I think my clique in in my adolescence was the the band goth guys, like the band punk goth guys, like you know. Okay. That was that was where I somehow rather I just fell into. So my friends were all like into. We formed the band. Mm. We listened to Nirvana. We listened to The Cure. It was like Depeche Mode, like dark music. Like was this in, at the point where Nirvana and everything were popular? They were they were just coming onto the scene, or was it after the fact? Uh, I think pretty much where like my my best friend at the time, Ponteng School, to go to the airport <laughs> to go and meet the like when Nirvana flew to Singapore, la. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't that I wasn't that cool cool. Uh, I think like as a like in the as a kid in the nineties, you always felt very conscious about like. I don't know. For me, at least, I had a lot of esteem issues, lah. Gotcha. Uh, I always felt very insecure. Yeah. Um. So I always felt music was the 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 the, the getaway, the the thing I could hide behind or mm. just immerse myself in and like like I forget the rest of everything else that was like troubling me and all that. Yep. Uh. So yeah, essentially, I was always a big music fan. I mean, of course, in in my teens, I I played in a band with with my 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 secondary schoolmates. It was shit. It was yeah. just terrible, mucking around. <laughs> um. But in my mid twenties. Uh, strangely enough, uh, so at end of a relationship, yep. and that's when you have time on yourself and you just get creative. And so I started a indie pop duo with uh my a friend I've known for very long, gotcha. Uh, since since Polly actually, and then uh yeah, and then we we reconnected doing national service, and then yeah, so we we formed the uh, on a whim we formed the indie pop duo, yeah, like based on the postal service. The idea was to be like Singapore's version of the postal service, gotcha. Um, and yeah, we had we had a we had a spurt of creativity. Released an EP, uh, and you know we got we did a lot of shows at home club back then, mm. uh, and yeah, we did uh, shows with Desmond as well for Baby Eats and yep, yep. yeah, a bunch of shows lah. So that was my creative spurt, no? Yeah, in the music realm. How 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 was the how was the landscape back then? And going through that yourself as a musician. Uh, transiting as to now, uh, the the managing like a like a record label. How okay. how how has the landscape changed for you? Oh, okay, I, I think I I could give a little bit of insight about this because as a fan of a lot of local music in the nineties, like mm. as a teenager, uh, it it really changed between the nineties and the two thousands because in the nineties you have to like pay to play at pay. venues and stuff. What what do you mean? You have to pay the the. You have to sell tickets. Yeah, you have to pay the the venue <clears throat> to play the show. So let's say if there's a venue right now I want to play, we have to fuck out money to to play. The yeah. organizer will get you to sell Maybe a certain number of tickets. Yeah. Okay, that's how your band can play. Is it is it like that now? Uh, no, no, no way. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Like what ten years ago? It's quite in the nineties, yeah. Unless you were very established, or even like back then, where they would have like shows like Stasis at the substation. Yeah, those like those are like the big, those are like the biggest shows of the year, right? Mm. You have like all the all the big bands that you would see in the magazines like Big O yep. or Be Fisher on the News, right? And these were these were bands that like people would just I mean this is pre-internet lah, you know, so there's a lot of like word of mouth, did yeah. you hear about this guy, that kind of thing. And I, and you would flip the magazines for reviews on the band's releases and to see whether it was worth your time to spend. I think the asking the band member to sell the ticket thing, I think back then because social media wasn't a thing yet. Mm. So yeah. I think it kinda makes sense in a way, like because you had really have to mm. spread it. No, I think you know, in general there were very little opportunities yeah. to play. There were very little opportunities to get your music heard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So in the two thousands, I think everything changed with MySpace. Oh, okay. MySpace. Yeah, yeah, MySpace. Okay. It was a very lazy way of promotion. So the promoter doesn't actually promote the shows. Mm. He gets the bands to promote. Yep. I mean, yep. it's not. He's not really doing his job. 
Yeah. It's good that the system is gone. Yeah. No, I think for the, in the two thousands uh, everything just everything just revolutionized, like the whole paradigm shift. Yeah. And you know, like more venues for one. I think if like now we got organizer, that if if now organizer tell it to do it, I think the band will like the band fuck will you. actually fuck, <laughs> uh, yeah. fuck you, no way. Yeah, no, and yeah. so yeah, even now like when Forest play shows, I I I always it's not that the band deserves a fee, mm. but I mean if like say for example, if I ask you to paint a mural, right, you wouldn't do it for nothing, right? You know, you spend so many years in art school, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah to, to get your yeah. craft to a certain level. You can't do this for like. Is is that fact uh known to the organizer and known no. to people? Not I think at it. All. I think it de- depends on the scene you're at. Depends. Uh. Sometimes yeah. you kind of like you still have that very like DIY like hey, you got homies. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yep. that's the case. Like homies, like because like uh when we're starting like let's say there's this guy that uh, organized gig then like the, he help us. He like he get put, us in the first he, place. He like, put us on I, for shows when nobody would come. Yeah. So like us. like in the so in the future, if we call us for gig, we will like we we a bit more like we uh, might we we wouldn't do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so because we because because he like kind of he helped you guys. Yeah, like, guys. Yeah. Like, when nobody else want to put us on the show, he's yeah. like, yeah. So this is the homie favor, right? Yeah, homie yeah. Favor kind of thing. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And sure. like uh, for me like uh okay uh, uh maybe I can say like uh there's uh this place called uh Lifehouse. Hmm. Sounds like a church, lah. No, like <laughs> this, uh, uh, this, uh, jamming, twenty-three Madras Street, and uh, uh, and a gig, gig place. Yeah. So like last time, when they were the organizers at the show where I saw Forest play for the first time. They gotcha. were the ones who put out a demo. So oh, like, we, when we yeah. were jamming at, the, we were always jamming at, at their studio. Then they they kind of like noticed us that like uh, something like the the sound like they, they like the sound. Mm. So uh, they hook up, they hook us up with uh with the, the first, our show. first show. Yeah. With uh, we record our first stuff with them, so uh, yeah, they they I think they open up a lot of like uh doors for us uh. mm. So shout out to Envia and uh Mizi <laughs> of Life Faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So John, um, would you say that it's easier to to do music these days, or do you do you back to differ from that point? Well, I think that's a very good question. I think it really depends from person to person, uh, uh band to band. I mean, I think you know, um. There are there like a, a, as a person from the ni- that grew up in the eighties and nineties yeah. buying music, uh, it's a huge change with now everything being available for free. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I think it it really depends. I think sometimes also the as a music fan, maybe in the past you know your scope is limited to so much like releases out there, but now there's there anybody can put music out there. Anybody anybody can, can put yeah. music. And it I think as a music fan now I also kind of feel like you can't help but have your attention span be you know diluted by yeah. everybody screaming for your attention yeah, right yeah. now yeah, you know what I mean like uh, it's hard to like back then when you buy that one CD that's all you can afford and you listen it to yeah, it yeah. over yeah, and over yeah. and it wears out right yep. like but now it's like okay this album is amazing next next yeah. next, next. Yeah. that's the curse of Spotify mm, mm, mm. Okay. for me like uh, nowadays musician there's there's gonna be so many good musicians because they are that uh, everything is so already avail- available like uh YouTube videos like uh I don't know guitar tutorial gu- <laughs> like yep. so many everything is just there. It used yep. to be VHS, right? Yeah. I, I I do feel that music also interacts with your own personal life. So there are always songs that make a difference for certain moments in, that you are experiencing. Uh. so whether it's a date, whether it's like you know whatever song you make out to, whatever song you have like a horrible time listening to, it helps yeah. it helps you right, and that those emotional connections are always like. 
last stronger and yeah, last yeah. yeah. But I think also this day and age, like with as 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 you as Nikki mentioned earlier, lah, Ben having to make money from things like merchandising, from you know touring for doing so shows. Unconventional. I wouldn't have. I would have never thought that a band makes its money from merchandise and not oh, you music surprised. playing. Yeah. For, because for me, uh, I rather buy a band's t shirt than CD. Because it's true. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, for me, for me, this this yeah. this for me, lah. Yeah. Because like for like at least the t-shirt I can wear it out. Yeah, I feel lah. Yeah. So uh, for CD because I don't know now that's very hard to. It, like, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a win for the band as well. Because if you if somebody buys a forest shirt and walks down the street and they will do that's a dope shirt. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Fami Finn who's wearing a forest shirt <laughs> but yeah. has listened to the band as a result of right buying now? a forest shirt. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Versus like you can't walk around with your CD or your album. Yeah, you can't, you can't walk around with your CD. I am listening to the yeah. new. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, I think it's like more of a for me lah. I, I mean, it's just it's just ingrained one. ingrained as an entertainer or musician to be uh, more lifestyle la. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So we we touched on the fact that today there is an oversaturation of I guess musicians. There's a saturation of the content with regards to music, like tutorials. You can basically learn everything online. Do you think that kind of affects? The way current current generation and I guess uh, the younger generation of people and, and how on how they consume. Because coming from John, who used to buy CDs, and I guess people used to buy CDs, you only have one thing to listen to. But now you have a smorgasbord of shit. You can it's it's very fickle. To me, it, it feels very fickle these days. And there there's a very quick jump towards yeah. that fickleness. Yeah. For me as a uh somebody that always has gone back to curators, are uh, gate gatekeepers of quality, right? So I still believe in reading on reviews. Oh. I still be go- I still believe in going to resources. What, where what's the value of that? I mean, I think it's it's of course critics and media in the past have always also always been very skewed, lah. You know. Yep. But at the end of the day, for me, I I'm also at a different life stage where I have less time to indulge in listening to music. Uh, where 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 in the past, you know, I would just plug in and spend the whole three hours listening to the album front to back. Now I do it. The best I can do is well ironing clothes, or folding clothes. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> always it's always like it. I mean I hate to say it's on the periphery, but like yep. yeah. So I think for me that's I yeah I I really do rely on on some form of like gatekeeping uh, yep. uh, recommendations for sure. Yep. Yep. So I I yeah I also like to keep a circle of friends, younger people that you know have <laughs> have similar interests in that. Gotcha. And I'll you know whatever they shout out, I'll just very clean the like. Put on and, and yeah, yeah, you're, you're willing to try something different. Like, is, is that I, I will be the first to admit that I can't be on the forefront of every new release these days. I won't be like the guy. Oh, you just you have you haven't heard of like this. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, dude, like, but yeah. there's like so many, right? How yeah, how how do many, you even keep up? Too yeah. many, too many. And I mean, yeah, every genre, and you know, again, genre wise, even now we always genre hop to whatever's mm. trending, right? Yep. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean. Ten years ago, it was emo, full on emo, MCR, My Chemical Romance, yeah, you know, yep, yeah. Yep. The whole uh, fuel by ramen roster mm, was mm, like at the top, yep. and then now it's all ringtone, like you no know, um, SoundCloud rap, trap yep, music, right? Yep. I mean, and props, you know, it's I just guess like the the trends will come and go. Yeah. Uh, so what about uh, do you guys? What do you guys think about how people how how do you guys consume music these days? I think everybody has like shorter attention yeah. span. Yeah. Shorter attention span to whatever. Yeah. For like, me, uh, um, no, uh, I, I, I don't have Spotify for the longest time. I still don't have it, dude. Yeah, oh, you don't have. <laughs> I still don't have it because uh, uh, when I feel when I have, uh, the reason is when I have Spotify. Yeah, I feel, I don't know why I feel stress, stress. Huh? I, I, it's, it's damn weird because there's so many, so many good shit there. Yeah. So, 
when I listen, if I focus, if I listening to one song, I'll be like, oh my god, there's there's still gonna be other song that other great song that I haven't listened to. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. It's a it's too much of a it's overload music overload. Yep. Compared to if I download mu- I download music illegally and transfer <laughs> them and transfer uh, from Blogspot or what? Yep. And yep. put it in my in my phone. I'm like limited to that. Uh, Selection. The selection, like, yeah, yeah, and I, I will like focus on these selections. Yep. Because for Spotify, really, literally, like anything. There's too much, lah. I'm, I'm still yeah. old school. I for me, I still actually listen to a lot of radio stations, oh. like BBC Six, Triple J. Yep. And I mean, the amount of times I hit like the Shazam on, like, whoa, what is this? Shazam? What? I haven't, yeah. I've, well, I haven't heard that in a bit. Yeah. Shazam is still, Shazam is still science fiction to me. Like, how does it work? <laughs> how do you know? Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, I mean, I feel for me personally, I I I I go to that. I would love to get Nikki's thoughts, but he went to Pangju. <laughs> but mm, interesting. Yeah, but but now now I have, I have Spotify. Like I actually I did discover many new musicians from there. I mean, in everything there's like good and bad lah. So so I will I will yeah. want to jump in and just say about how my major involvement with the band and how Sweeners Follow started is because of the fact that these guys were very band camp based. What, so, what do you mean? Uh, you, know, so, you, know, you know what's Bandcamp? I know. Okay. Yeah. So for sometimes for, for certain musicians of a certain genre, they really believe in just keeping their music to the realm of Bandcamp. Just like how rappers or trappers, they just keep their music to SoundCloud, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for example, if you like this song on SoundCloud, you can't find it on your streaming. It's intentional. It's not, I don't know. But uh, I know for, for Forrest, they, they kind of felt it was cool to keep it intentional for the longest time. And I kind of kept telling them that I get it, but at the same time, you want to be on the you want to be on access to everybody. Yep, yep. Nobody's gonna say, "Have you heard of this amazing band called Forest?" And like, "Oh, go to that band camp." Ah, they only got band camp. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. They, I mean, oh, okay, and, okay. and 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 no, and I I I I see. I really see the value in band yeah, camp. Yeah, like, yeah. It, they have a huge community. Mm. Like at the fold, then it it almost feels like a little clubhouse. Like you kind of like sign up to be in that club. Yep, yep. So yeah. So we kind of like agreed on a, um, and after the very long, the longest time, they said, I don't even know how to put it on streaming. La. So yeah. I was like, okay, la, fuck you guys. I'm going to figure it out. How to, I'm going to figure out how to do it for you guys. Okay. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, now, and and as a result, and as a result of uh, this need, uh, Sweetness Follows was, was formed. Uh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I read up about it and I figured it out. And yeah, so that's how, that's why you're able to listen to Forest on Apple Music or Deezer or you know. And you flip them off when you did it. Uh? No, 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 no. So, so we, uh, so we've kept a, we've kept a pretty pretty un- I mean, our 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 unique strategy is that the album release will always go on Bandcamp first. Yeah. So it's early on Bandcamp. Yep. If you if you support the band, you can pre-buy the the album first. You can listen to the album on on Bandcamp. Yep. And then after like four weeks, and then it goes on streaming. Yep. So, so it's kind of like a like a yeah I think it's a win it's kind of like a co- little bit of a compromise yep. and it's a win for everybody yeah so you 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 brought up Bandcamp so I I just have two questions with regards to that so with regards to Bandcamp and I guess places just Spotify Apple Music and all the other shit does it color your band and the perception of the band a certain way uh for me uh from band uh, yeah, mean Bandcamp yeah the 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 let's say for Bandcamp and uh, SoundCloud does it color your band like yes. oh that's like indie like super uh, indie or okay. like that's mainstream yeah for me uh I feel uh there is a Bandcamp band uh, there's a Bandcamp band yep and uh 
SoundCloud band. SoundCloud band. Uh, no, I don't SoundCloud rapper. I don't think there's SoundCloud band. Yeah. Okay. There's a certain I don't know how to explain. Like uh, okay, for Forest, we are definitely a bandcamp band. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? That's that's that, that's the thing. I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like like an indep- like an independence lah. I feel the independence will go to bandcamp. Independent. Okay. Yeah. Like, like if you're on a major label or you are like on a like on a like a. Oh, like, like, okay. Let's say my life. I wouldn't consider my life as a bandcamp band. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have a bandcamp profile. Think, I'm but sure. they're independent. Are they not independent? No, that's the thing. Like, uh, they wouldn't. I, I don't think they will do well on bandcamp. Their sound is polished. No, uh, no, a, ba- it, a lot, a lot of bandcamp bands are polished. But no, just but, that the way they market themselves is they are yeah. not a very bandcamp band. Yeah. Oh. They are more of a. I don't know. Mainstream. I think, I think bandcamp bands are more raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, yeah. But 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 by saying raw doesn't mean the quality of recording is raw. Sure. It's just uh, okay. Put it this way: I, I look at look at Bandcamp as like um, <laughs> early MySpace. No, no, no. I'm gonna say like in, a, in terms of record store, which is obviously a very bad example because there are no major <laughs> label record store. But if let's say Spotify, if Spotify were Tower Records, okay, Bandcamp would be Rough Trade twenty years ago. Oh, Rough Trade. Oh, okay. but now Rough Trade is the Tower Records lah. But you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. So like okay, Bandcamp yeah, yeah. is Rough Trade. And Spotify streaming is Tower Records. Could you explain yeah. what Rough Trade is for people who do not know what? Come on, man! Is. If you don't know Rough Trade Records, just look at the Instagrammer with the tote bag. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a gay bar, dude. Rough Trade. <laughs> it really sounds rough like. So what is, is it? What what what, rough, what what does Rough Trade mean to yeah, you? Actually, yeah, actually, Rough Trade is an independent record know, store that used to also have a label. They put out bands like The Smiths and um, you know Corner Shop. Yeah, yeah. Was it the go-to place that people hang out? People want to play there. People want to. Uh, Put I think it's here. one of the most world world renowned record yeah, stores renowned, yeah. in in England la. And now they have a store in New and like uh, yeah, and like Rough Trade, uh, they are famous for their tote bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're famous f- for putting out the Smiths. Their tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> they're famous for their tote bag also, right? It goes back to the merch, la. And then we go back to like Ami- like so. And Rough Trade, like, pretty much is a template for record stores like Amoeba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, okay. like the cool thing about Rough Trade, right? It's like if you are carrying a Rough Trade bag, I I I will immediately know that I can click uh, music with you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, that, that kind of level. It's like an identifier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Identi- I think it's identity like. like I know roughly what you like. <laughs> I, you I, would, I don't know. I wouldn't. You know, you have you had bad experiences before like that? I think it's maybe a generation. <laughs> oh, I feel you got it. <laughs> no, if you carry rough, rough that back, I feel like I, I think I can talk music with you. There's oh, there's some level of music. It feels like you have Dude. a story, John. No, no, I have a lot, I have a lot of stories. I can even, I like, so we, we are all seated in Dev Treads now. Yep. Where I once sold a... Voxtrot t-shirt to, to somebody that bought a, 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 my Voxtrot t-shirt. Is it a music thing? What the hell is a Voxtrot? Voxtrot is an amazing like band. band. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Band, uh. No, no, it's like an indie pop band. <laughs> yeah, Voxtrot is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, you're buying my Voxtrot shirt. You like the band? And she was like, no. Oh. Are you going to listen to the band? No. And she was like, no. Uh, so... <laughs> what, okay, Joe, what, what if your kids grow up to be like that? It's fine. I think it's just a generational thing. You know, okay. I think like, I mean, I would like to ingrain in my kids the value of not, of finding out more yeah. Like when you uh, when you when you rep- when you take something on as, as an extension or representation of yourself, yeah. you should know the background behind it. Something, uh, some. But I think it's a generational thing, like You know. And mm-hmm. what what happened between the generations is the internet. No, no, I don't think. I and mean, ironically, the ability to find out everything at the snap of a finger, right? Yep. Is, um, has made people even lazier, lah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. True. True. So in in the past, right? Like I met people that would size me up just because I'm wearing like, uh, minor track shirt. Oh, oh, you know, like oh, like and any everything like like you wear like you wear a hookup shirt like yep. Oh, do you skate? 
You skate, uh, bro. You can do a kickflip uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like um, it's it's a, that that was the kind of like, and, and and I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, but it, it was it was just what it was, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So back then, it yeah, you had you had so much. Uh, you had to be on your on your. You had to know. Mm. Otherwise, you'd be a call a poser. Yep, yep. But this day and age, nobody gives a shit if you're called a poser. Lynch, like all yeah. the major personalities, like the Kardashians, are posers. You know what I mean? It's fine. You don't have to know. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the main thing is I think gate gatekeeping is. Hey, their I, main. I I tell you guys yeah, like I legit know people that don't even know what legit is short for legit. What? No way. Huh? <laughs> legitimate. Legitimate. Huh? Yeah. I mean, le- like le- you say, legit, right? So zero, legitimate. Dude, like, zero. Huh? I know, I know. <laughs> no, just that, like, uh, fuck off, it's legit, zero. bro. I, I don't know what. I, don't I pretend, met, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, again, again, this is not. Oh, this is not all mentioning of people, but I mean, it just doesn't. It, yeah, you, you, yeah. No, it's like let's we say we digress. We digress. Let's say I want to wear a speedo shirt. Speedo, speedo. No, if like, if like, then like, what people gonna say? Like, you know how to swim or not? <laughs> it's like what's what's the link? What the fuck? What's the link? Do you think that people are more confrontational about their particular culture back then? They are more guarded in that sense. I think. I think. Uh, maybe like. Uh, I think. The, for me, I say the treasure. You know the treasure shirt, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Skip like, yeah. You need to know how to skate. Yep. So no, you like, don't need to know how to skate. You need to buy. You know. You need to know that it's a magazine, and you have read that magazine. And even if and you don't know how to skate, you're a skater, right? Usually, you're a skater. Yeah, probably because right? you get a you get a shirt with a subscription. Uh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then. No. No. Okay. Yeah. So I agree. The confrontation confrontational thing for sure. Like. Probably law maybe. I think was, for yeah. me they I think they feel like uh uh like people feel very guarded la like like, like this oh, my you, passion. Do you this, really like this thing? This like you my know, sk- yeah. skating passion uh, yeah. passion and why like you, you wear this uh, you don't know anything about it. Uh, maybe the person feel insulted uh. mm. yeah. yeah. But uh, I love to meet somebody that wears a forest shirt and doesn't know the band. Yeah. I like nature, why? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Funnily enough, every time I see a forest shirt, whenever I'm outside, yeah, I would tell the guys like nice shirt. And then they'd be like, oh, thanks. Because I'm behind the band. They're always like, oh, thank you. And then it takes them a while. Then like... Pfft. Is that a shirt with your, with your face on it no, or something? No, 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 okay, no. okay. So it takes them a while. <laughs> By the time we were like... I, away. I once said nice shirt to a guy wearing a Captured Tracks shirt. What's that? Captured Tracks is like a label. Uh-huh. And then he just looked at me very weird. <laughs> but later we became friends. Shout out Xavier. <laughs> Xavier, the indie guy. Yeah, indie Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me like this, like, what is this uncle talking about? What's what's Xavier? Cap- so he, he don't know what's Capture Track. No, no, he was right Capture Track, yeah, but like like I said, hey, nice shirt, man. But yeah, like, who he, the fuck he, is this talking He cannot me? take this compliment, like, <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's this guy talking John, you're not uncle, you're quite young. Okay. So going back to the the band camp thing, because to my knowledge, Bandcamp is a place where you can purchase music. Yeah. You pay a fee, you get the album, you yep. download the album. So I think my question to, I guess, to John uh, or even the band, mm. do people still purchase music these yes. days? Because it's a very rare commodity. Yes. People usually just subscribe to Spotify to get everything. They subscribe to Apple Music to get everything there or even like, and this yeah. this is a more pervasive outside of music as well, uh, films, I think, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate, I, I really like fucking appreciate people who bought Music on what we what what we can do also is like put a bandcamp exclusive and they get a shirt or a tape something physical that they can hold yeah something they can't get on Spotify yep and like these people that bought on bandcamp right I feel they they really appreciate you for your music to yeah. the point they they actually they don't need to buy it they I think buy they, it they, knowing they, that they can listen to Spotify yeah they they, they know it later. but like they just buy it I think because they I feel they appreciate your effort. So it's like uh, I think it's, it's more sweet, of a, imagine it's, paying it's ni- okay, you pay nine ninety nine for an, for a digital album. Yeah, it's there. Yep, and you pay thirty thirty dollars for a vinyl. Right? Yep, 
I mean, you know, I, I appreciate people that buy records. I buy records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still prefer the physical format. Yep. And I, if when I can afford it, you know, I, I feel like it's something essential, important to buy la, to support the artist. La. But I wouldn't pay nine ninety nine for something that I physically can't hold. Mm, Do you know what I, I mean? mean. Mm. I, I, I'm a sucker for buying like physical either merch or recordings if I've seen the band, like a, a touring band that comes to Singapore yep. that plays a show. Yep. Just because I, I believe like, you know, this helps them along the way, the journey, like, you know. Okay, round the table, what was the last uh, music, piece of music or album that you guys bought? Do you guys remember? Uh, well, Like CD? No, CD, digital, whatever. Wow. I'm a I'm a I'm a merch guy, uh, so like uh, I really uh where I buy t-shirts. So okay, I think last shirt I bought, I will buy shirts from overseas banner. Uh. Wow. Locally, locally I'll buy if I go to the, to show. Okay. So uh, I don't know. The last month I bought some. It's some uh, slam, slam banner. What's a slam? Slam band? is like a slam dunk. How to say? Yeah. Basketball. It's a, it's a, <laughs> It's a very uh uh, uh met is a the niche side of metal. It's okay. the, like even more like one of the heaviest in metal yeah. kind of genre. Heavy. It's like it's metal, right? But yeah. slam is the heavy side of How metal. how would you describe it then? Like does it sound a certain way? You want to suplex somebody on the table? <laughs> <laughs> no, slam. It's like the the it's Same. like da, da, I don't know let boys be boys it's like when you listen to the song you feel like uh, hammer- <laughs> punching someone hammering hammering construction Ham- <laughs> music uh, uh, slam uh, that's the logo it's a hammer okay. it's like, because it sounds like you're hammering I don't know <laughs> the one co- the communist and, party logo and like logo the vocal so. is like <laughs> <laughs> right again <laughs> something <laughs> <laughs> the vocal like that so yeah, so uh, that's I mean recently that's what I remember lah. Okay. And yeah, I don't I don't really buy music uh, to be honest. Mm. But I support them and much. Yep. I mean uh, either way I still support. So so the last show we played was um yeah, last yeah. week yeah. at Record Store Day yeah, at yeah. a place called Retrophonic. So it's after the show, the guy was generous enough. Yeah, the owner was generous was enough nice. to give us each a vinyl yeah okay. just take any vinyl so the last yeah. thing I picked up was for my wife it was a Flaming Lips Greatest Hits album okay she's a huge fan of Flaming Lips yeah yeah. I pick up a uh, Mew you know the band Mew I only know the Pokemon <laughs> sorry oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mew Mew is amazing okay the last, the last shirt I bought I bought was uh, at Forrest's New Year's Eve show what that's so long yeah, it was, a, it was dogs. a CB dog shirt <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah and, but then I had ended up giving it to Royston Tan because I oh, used yeah. the power of social media the to, filmmaker yeah because it was a so the CB dogs t-shirt was a very oh, yeah, poorly drawn him, right? sketch yeah. of uh, oh, his movie right? six, the gangster thing right? yeah, yeah 16 yeah 16 17 13, 13 <laughs> 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 <A> number <laughs> uh, Royston props your movie it was drawn on, very crudely on a t-shirt so yeah I, I did I how did. was the interaction with him though who Royston yeah. no just like social media like I said hey Royston check it out and then he was like oh dope and he's like oh wow would you like the shirt it's like sure send it over and then the bet and I so CB Docs you owe me a fucking shirt you CBs because <laughs> my CB Docs shirt is with Royston Tan yeah yeah <laughs> 
So following up from that, um, we talked a lot. We talked a little bit about genres and genres of music. I'm very curious to know each of your perspective. Is genre still important as uh, today in 2020 as a way of classifying music? The reason why I ask that because uh, I just was thinking about record stores or even like uh, music shops back then. They would classify all the artists and all the individuals by genre. And even now, to a certain degree, uh, on Spotify, there are genres. But I think from past conversations, I think the more important thing right now is playlists. It's like a feeling. It's not really like a genre thing anymore. So from your perspective, is it still important to, to classify, oh, I play metal music, I play this specific genre? Or is there like a very new way of, of categorizing music? I think playlists and like feelings is the new way of um, renaming genres. Okay. Yeah. So... If you want to listen to angry music, I'm sure the first thing that's going to come out is metal. Mm. So it's still somewhat there. Yeah. You're just rebranding, renaming. Yeah. It's the same thing. Gotcha. For okay. me, I think now they rebrand genre with, they rebrand it as mood. Mm. <laughs> it's the same yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, I don't know what to say. It's just, just about rebranding. It's a bigger mood. collection of music. So, it might yeah. be different genres, but it's the mo- if the mood is there, it's the same yeah. sound. Similar. It's similar. Yeah. Family. I I beg to disagree, lah. So as, as somebody I used to work in a record shop for yep. a little bit. Yep. Uh, I I see where a lot of, like okay genres, they help in classifying classifying, but at the same time they also kind of pigeonhole, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so for example, if you put let's say give me one metal band, they sigh, okay, and then you they put. Sigh, yeah. Like like Death Haven beside it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's Death Haven have they kind of sound like they sigh at times, but they have like a lot of pre shoegaze solos, you know. But so, they won't be in the same. I don't think they'll be in the same. Why would they be? They won't be in the same mood. They they and Death Haven is really. <laughs> they're not in the same. You wouldn't see they sigh. They have Death, Death Haven in the same playlist. No, 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 no way, no way in hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way in hell. They sigh is like very satanic band. <laughs> what does that mean? They summon Satan? Uh, what? No, they say it's like uh, yeah, visually, trying, visually they have a lot of like <laughs> uh, they're, they're like a very satanic band for sure. Okay. Death Heaven is uh, they call it he- hipster metal. <laughs> so fans of fans of Desai won't yeah. like yeah. Death Heaven. It's but so, you see, okay, hipster yeah. metal is already a very derogatory genre. Yeah. It doesn't make sense uh, from, for, for someone on the yeah, 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 I, don't, I don't know what to picture. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. So for uh, because I listen to both ends so I I understand the why they don't like uh, Death Heaven. I could listen. Okay, if yeah. I'm angry, I could listen to Day Side and yeah, I could listen to Death Heaven yeah, at the same time. So I'm saying that's why they could like be both. on the same playlist because they're bo- it's both music bands I can listen to when when I am angry. Hmm. Now, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So okay. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Uh, it, it sounds like a matter of personal curation, and yeah, I think yeah. um, let's say if you, you you mentioned that you were working in a record store before, I believe there was a lot of emphasis. Uh, maybe a decade back. Uh, on personal curation, the person who is, I guess, buying all these, uh, the bringing all these bands in, it's the personal taste of the person of 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 the 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 promoter or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to note that these days it's based on algorithm. The computer or the algorithm doesn't really care or doesn't really have a personal taste. They look at the statistics of the the place, uh, how 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 many streams are there, yep. and, the and that that kind of brings different things together. It's like the modern day YouTube reviewer of songs now. Yeah. 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 I get recommended a lot of interesting songs that I would never have found via the algorithm. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's interesting. Do you do you think do do you feel that there is a shift the way that things that bands that might not be, be able to gel together or might not play in the same lineup before, they are being 
mesh together because of something like the algorithm. There is no bias. Oh. Yeah, because you mentioned about, oh, this one is the, the polar opposite of that one. And yeah, in a way, yeah, they yeah. can never play together in a lineup. Yeah, but because yeah, yeah, of yeah. Spotify plays, oh, the algorithm don't care. Them. They just yeah, play yeah. together because it feels I, a certain I will, way. I don't know about the algorithm, but I will say that in terms of like curator-wise, you bring up a very good point in terms of like who who is a curator, right? So I I let what if I what if I use a very different example? Let's use Cam Flockno, curated okay. by Tyler the Creator mm. from Odd Future, right? Who plays Cam Cam Flockno? Grimes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so diverse. Yeah. It's like um, there's like the Garden, there's like the Taiwanese uh uh meth band Elephant. No, the elephant. other one. Oh, elephant. elephant, yeah. Ah. Played Cam Flockno, right? It's so diverse, right? And it's like this is just what the dude likes. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, same with uh, like Deftones' festival where uh, church churches church, churches played you know they are contro- <laughs> controversially right why is um, it controversial because oh, they yeah, are a simple yeah, they band yeah. they're not like Gojira gave them shit about like it's a metal band it's a metal gig right in yeah way. but yeah. then uh, there's this band like churches played then like, a lot of people like not happy about it yeah for some so reason, I, right? I don't know I think so in terms of genre wise I think it's like I get it. You still want to have some form of classification, mm. but at the end of the day, I think it really kind of like boils down to like a little bit of personality or who you look up to as your taste make, taste maker heroes. Mm-hmm. Are, you know, okay. I think that, that I that, mean, that. I'm not gonna lie that the churches was a bit out of place, but uh, I don't know because I I for, I listen to a lot of genres. I wouldn't mind having churches, but I know some people they don't like it uh, mm. because it's it's a it's a metal. It's not for a metal. Uh, Metal uh, show, metal festival. Yeah. So they'll be like a bit like, mm, what the hell do you have this band here? <laughs> because Jesus is like really got this not metal at all. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's why I I I I understand people angry lah. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking about genres, the 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 genre that you guys uh when I read articles about you guys or when I listen to the the music, mm. the genre is math rock, mm. and it's a new term that I came across recently. Mm. So what what exactly is math rock? That, is that it? was the goal we started with, but. We, I don't think. But I always wanted to make a catchy math rock. Yeah. Like, what What is math rock? Okay, math rock for me, right? Math rock. It's uh, uh, I was I would call this a complicated music. Complicated music. It's it's a music <laughs> for musician. What does that mean? Uh, what does that yeah. mean is uh standard music you hear on radio is four four, so it's no also known as common time. Common so it's something time, you can yeah. clap to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what we play. As of late, you oh, can clap too, but yeah. <sighs> no, maybe we we speak about the math rock genre first. Yeah, math rock is this uh, uh battles. Math rock is battles. A bit, a battles, yeah. <laughs> Ma- okay, so so okay, maybe so I, 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 think, I, I think I think I think if I were to use the record shop guy voice, <laughs> math rock is essentially like so you know a prog rock, progressive, like progressive, progressive rock, rock where there's a lot of technicality. You have an example. Dream theater, you know. Okay. okay, so it's all extreme technical. Like, oh, I can I can tap the strings more faster it's than like, you. <laughs> I can do more weird. It's in, like in, uh, advanced. <laughs> I feel like, I feel it's like advanced musician uh, kind of genre. Yeah, you cannot right. be a uh, basic music. Uh, not say like you basic know, swing, musician. dick swinging. It's like this is more like <laughs> instrument it's, swinging. Is yeah. that a band? Dick no? swinging sounds like you. That's from a band called Dick Swinging. Yeah, but it's I mean, slamming. Uh, yeah. I, will, I will call this. Uh, I will, I will say math rock is. Uh, not say complex. It's something that uh, you pretty up mm, your your song structures with more technical stuff. It's like yeah, yeah. So it's a very technical genre. Very music. technical genre. That's okay. why I say it's a but, music for musician. But slipped in with the commonality of rock. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So, uh, right, like for right, for right. for forest, we are not that technical. Uh, I think we we are trying to uh, to make it. We try to make MyFrog accessible. That's yeah. why I I will consider forest. If you want to say it specific way, I will consider our band is called a uh, math pop. Math pop. Yeah. Math pop. Interesting. So the pop part is the accessible part. Yeah. Math, Popular the elements. math part is the technical we, flexing like like let's say we can just make things like really uh, you're strumming but nothing's coming I don't know what's coming <laughs> <out here. laughs> okay uh, uh, maybe we can we can try to let's say uh, we can just okay we, let's just settle with this part but we will try to make it a bit more uh, special if, you, if you're bobbing your head to it you realize that you're not bobbing in time suddenly oh. it's off and then it's back on yeah that, 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 that's my frog that is but that that's is, not us that is what we are trying to do but we're trying to do it easy Mm-mm. I think yeah, we try to make a it's a uh, it's a math math frog but for how to say uh, mainstream it's the entry level <laughs> entry level math frog it's like it's, people who don't know about math right they, they can get I think, I, think, I think they can get to us is it about simplifying what you have right now or is it about trying to adapt it for a different audience uh, I think no, it's no. about combining different elements that they yeah. are proficient and they like so it's a case of like just bring a little bit of this and yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of that so when we first started writing it wasn't about what people would like but it's more of what we wanted to do yeah that's for me as long as the song uh, for me the song must be catchy yeah. La, yeah. and we enjoy playing it so I think that's the most important thing. Is there a lot of common ground between, I guess, the people writing and the people creating the songs within the band? Do you understand what he tries to do sometimes? Or do you understand what he tries to do sometimes? Because when he mentioned, uh, I guess, from the beginning of the conversation, when you first met him, he said he wanted to do some screamo math rock. What was your yeah. first impression? Like, what, what, what were you thinking? <laughs> I, like, I don't think I think I was like, whatever you want to do, let's just try it. Let's just, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an not- improvised jam and see what... There's no expectation. Yeah. We don't. I, I myself don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because you can scream, you can scream to Cindy Lauper, and it's still <laughs> time after <yeah>. time. <laughs> I think for us, the approach has always been like, uh, even songwriting wise, there's never, there's never been a point of time where I have a full picture of the song. It's always like, uh, I don't know, it's like ongoing. Okay. It's like he brings a riff to the there's jam. Some riff, and then if I say like, oh, it's maybe like you we change bounce the last part. Yeah. And yeah. Eventually, it all works out. It's like we bounce off uh, ideas bounce of each idea. other. Yeah. Like, uh, the, yeah, when uh, all the suggestions, like, uh, everyone suggests something and like, kind of like, when they suggest something, they then your brain think of the yep, yep, more. Yep. Compared to if like, but I'm alone. But it isn't as easy as it sounds. Like a lot of times, we don't agree with each other and we try and work it out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like we can spend like one song for them long. Because uh, I uh, I think we don't Every, want to Everybody who writes is strong-headed. Mm. So they want to just get their points across. But eventually, well, come on, go being in a band, la. you have to compromise. Well, give and take. Uh. Yeah. So we did give and take. Uh, but uh. Give and take <laughs> a lot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I'm, yeah. so I'm curious to know um, throughout your journey as a band both of you guys um, what did you what, what, what is the one lesson you remember learning from Daryl and conversely learning from Nikki and John what have you learned like managing them and looking <laughs> at them whoever <laughs> wants to go first yeah. Uh, Daryl can go first <laughs> oh shit this hard sir. <laughs> I learned nothing from you sir, to be honest. nothing I, is I, fine <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is, it is your experience <laughs> I would say the same thing but it's more of le- learning to accept 
different points of view. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, I think that's uh, maybe yeah. that one. Uh. Okay. And uh, maybe some, uh, like sometimes, uh, no matter how strongly you feel about your idea, uh, you, everybody need to agree. Mm. I feel like, because uh, after all, it's a band. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, like, uh, uh, let's say I like this part. Dude, that's much. like the most PC answer. I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like the, the band is a separate entity when you guys are crafting the music you guys are individuals you guys are Nikki and Daryl but when you guys are coming together you yeah, are uh, forming the voice for Forrest yes and no because ego plays a part as well like gotcha. you want to get your part across mm. you think that it will fit the band or it will fit the music but sometimes you need to take a step back and then you realise after listening to the recording maybe they're right it's like mm. this part sounds like shit with what I wrote yep yeah for me, it's like less, I I have like I usually have some vision like I know this thing will work, so I will be like uh you're laughing in the corners yeah huh? <laughs> you laughing in the corner <laughs> no like for me it's like I feel like no this shit gonna work this shit gonna yeah like, yep. I have I really very strong opinion about it yeah but most of the time it does work right so how, how <laughs> so how do you guys conflict resolve something like that because I would imagine fine, uh, there's studio time you guys are booking fine, studio fine. time fine. oh wonderful okay. <laughs> No, for real. Hola. Okay. This is Hola. where John this is where John comes. This in. is where you step in? Yeah. So uh <laughs> so to to back to your question, uh I, I have two kids of my own. Yep. Uh so some people have said before <laughs> now, these two, right? No, yeah. no, some people have said before, so now I have three more. <laughs> three more children to manage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh no, and so so I step in now. Uh I I don't matter with the creative process. But mm. when tensions have flared up once, yep. Uh you Conflict know, I, resolution. So I was asked to step in and mediate. So I mediated lah. So you'll go to the Prata shop, sit there, one side, one side, then you'll talk things out. No, actually, if... I, I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just summarize lah, but yep. basically I just try to, I just try to hear everybody's perspective yep. and I just try to be the neutral party that communicates mm. what the party is yep. and I try to also hear the, his, the other person's perspective and then I try to give the neutral perspective of the perspective and eventually... Mm. Uh, you know, I think if stubborn hits, uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of like wear down after a while, lah. Yeah. So if we the band has actually had that before, mm. um, and it took many months yeah. and many taxing hours of my own emotional investment, yeah. but yeah, you know, it it got resolved. I um, I'm proud of the fact that I I was able to help lah mediate yeah. the situation. Yeah. Yep. So that's why. Do you think it's an inv- in- inevitable part of the creative process when you get uh, artists of the the one any particular craft together there there's ego to it and you the the one one of the, the think, things that you have to work through. Uh, I say this as a music fan again because yeah. I do a lot of reading about bands that I love yeah. and I, again there's no one there's no one template for everybody. There are bands like Interpol which I love mm-hmm. and Interpol has been known to hate each other. What like yeah they they hate each other right? They they they, they, they one of the best pieces ever written was in Spin. Uh, before I would love to admire. And it was about like how they all just hate each other. But, the but music collectively, yeah. when they do the recordings and they get the music out, it's perfect. And the minute they get off the stage, it's like, fuck you. I'm not going to see you guys. And that works for them. You know? I mean, I think... Bus. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I, I as a, again, as a music fan, I always feel very romantic towards bands that I see as a band. Mm-hmm. Like, like a real like gang. A unit, yeah. Yeah, a real unit, like the Strokes, right? I don't want to get to that point. Yeah. What but again, that? no. I think I think there's 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 charm to that as well. But it's also like it doesn't have to work for that way for everybody, yeah. la. I and 
I think maybe maybe back back in the days pre-internet, you kind of always like cling on to this idea that oh, but those guys are so those guys are extra rare because they love each other like so much, right? Mm. But you know, it doesn't have to be that way for everybody, lah. Yeah. yeah, and especially like in current times where your personal behavior is a reflection of the band, you know. So it's kind of like yeah, it's tricky and all that, lah. You know, you just can't. Yeah, you. I think for any 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 creative form as well. Mm. Mm. So Tara has left the the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, drinking his beer. <laughs> I can see that. So um, look, reflecting things onto the local scene, um, I think in a previous conversation, I think one of the uh, you you mentioned about radio stations, and I think something that happened not so recently was I think Lush closing down. Yeah. Dude. Did that have any impact on I guess you guys? Did did you guys tune into Lush and what 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 happened? Uh, what what how 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 did that affect you? Uh, I mean, personally, as a Lush fan, it's very sad, lah. And uh, you know, Lush was one of the first bands to get for us on to play yeah, yeah. back when they weren't allowed to Elias. because, yeah. Uh, shout out Elias. So they weren't uh, allowed to. What what what's the story with that? No, I mean, uh, it, because uh, some of the songs had vulgarities inside. Or well, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, so that's still considered vulgarity in <laughs> modern day. I mean, if you, they, they Lush would get Lush would get a shitload of fines. Uh, you know, if if mm. uh, if Tamago was played like un- unedited. Okay. But yeah, props to Lush. So you all swap with what? Fish? Oh, uh, what do you swap with, Daryl? Uh, last time, uh, one acoustic show, I, I shout fish. Uh. I know. <laughs> fish you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, F. No, it's damn lame. But for radio play, I think we blurped out the F. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a radio edit of the song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's sad. I mean, to answer your question, yeah, it's just terribly sad that uh, Lush, is not, L- Lush is not around and local radio is pretty terrible, lah. Uh. I don't know what what you guys listen to. For me, um, uh, I don't listen to radio. Yeah, for me, I appreciate what what Lush is doing, like uh, supporting local and all, but uh, I don't listen to radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't listen. So what are you guys tuning into these days? What the hell is that? Spotify. Uh? Yeah, I just. I listen to BBC Six Triple J KXP. All my music is still stored in my phone, so I have like <laughs> D- digital <laughs> radio stations, lah. It's not even radio station. I have the actual tracks loaded in my phone. Wow. Is there a particular reason for that? I you don't, don't want to go into the app or something? I don't know. I, I just haven't gotten to a point where I told myself I needed Spotify. Mm. Yeah. I think the reason I downloaded Spotify back because I was I was told to DJ during a Soul Superior event. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm 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 one of those I'm gonna be one of those Spotify DJ. I'm just like choosing the song, then like let it auto. What do you call it? Go to, go to the next one. Fader, fader, fader. How did the conversation happen when you were to ask him to DJ for us? <laughs> I need the guys to DJ and and get paid tokens. Some and stuff. It was okay. Tra- transport, <laughs> transport, and beer. And so, okay. uh, yeah, and every, and all like the thing. The thing about all these in, indie bands and their friends, you know, they're all down to do it, lah. So yeah. shout out Singfu and Roy. Uh, shout out to Evening Charm. Shout out to Evening Chance. <laughs> Nigel. No, because at South Superior, like, uh, the shoe is the main thing. Mm. Like, nobody really care about the DJ. I but mean, it was that, it was yeah, it was sick though. I mean, like, yeah. uh, like Charm played like a lot of, uh, uh, I know they played like Title Fight, like yeah, and it was like uh, a lot of like uh, the kind of bands that they that they are influenced by. Mm. And of course, people were, like putting their fingers in their ears, but some people were, like just genuinely <laughs> vibing. To yeah, it. Some yeah, yeah like, you know? but I mean, it's so Superior. Like, it's meant to be. It's my fucking festival, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So with regards to the the sound that you guys play, and you guys have a certain uh, very interesting sound, I and mean, you guys talk about, I guess, 
having this certain idea or this certain inspiration that you guys look up to? And is emulation ever a consideration for you guys? What I mean by that is, are you aware? Because now I'm sure you guys have listened to bands where it, they sound like their inspiration. You can immediately mm. tell what their inspiration is. Definitely. Is that something that you guys are hyper aware of and try, try to avoid? Yeah. yeah. But that's for me. Because uh, uh, when I... Uh, when I when I want to make for us like uh, the sound I, I actually the I want people when they listen to us uh, I don't want them to know I don't have to know exactly where we got this idea from because uh, when when we just starting I remember like a lot of people the feedback is like I can't pinpoint any band that mm. sounds like you guys which yep. is like I mean I, I was happy point. Yeah. it's a compliment yeah. Yeah. yeah I was happy that because that's that's the goal the goal is not to be a shadow of somebody else. Yeah, so... Not that it's a bad thing. No, 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 no it's a bad thing. It's <laughs> just PC, that... Yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. It's true right? I no, feel it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that... What I, this, this, this is what I prefer. Yeah. So, I mean, if you you have inspiration, which just goes on, that, that drive, uh, motivates you to do it. Yeah, but for me, um, I mean, uh, when... There's already a band that sounds like that. Why why would I want to be... Uh, Singapore version of, of the band. Yeah, uh, Singapore yeah. version of that band. So that uh, that's what I was trying to do. Like I want to like uh when like our songs like is like something that yeah like they they can't pinpoint what, what is it even though it's familiar they can't pinpoint exactly. But would this lead to very unconventional processes to to try to recreate this sound that doesn't really exist but only exists in your head? Ooh. Actually, we never even we didn't even discuss about all this. There was no, there was no idea dis- sound. It was okay. like what each of us wanted to do and put it together. And yeah, it all worked. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! It, it all worked out. It happened. It happened to work. Uh, luckily, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I guess uh, uh, for me, uh, I mix our music. Right, we mix like Japanese math rock combined with uh, American emo, so. That's uh, that's what this formula. This is my idea of our of forest music. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of band that do it. And uh, okay, I think one more one more issue with uh emo genre, right? like the their instrument is always very nice, but like I realized they are singing like if you listen to one one whole album, I realized like there's nothing you can remember because they, I don't know. To me, they just fill in the vocal for the sake of it. So it it become like a the vocal is not the hook. Yeah, mm. I, I won't I won't say it's I still enjoy it, but like after listening to it, like um, hmm, I don't remember anything, <laughs> but it's nice. No. Yeah. So I think that's what I that's that's what I want to do. I want to make something catchy using that uh nice instrument, nice instrumental yeah. with a uh, nice catchy singing. Yeah. <laughs> I think because because a lot, a lot a lot of emo bands fall into that uh uh. Forgettable mumbling. Forgettable mumbling. Forgettable mumbling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that's the aesthetic also. Wine, 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 wine. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you listen to it, it's it's nice. It's yeah. uh, I won't say it's not nice. It's just that. Uh, that it doesn't last. It's nice. Uh, yeah, it's nicer to have people shout the words back at you, lah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. I guess the follow up to that question is: Do you believe in originality in music making? Right? Wow. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> what a question, sir. On hell point. Yeah, for me. It's, it's it's because you're drunk, la. That's why at some point. <laughs> you say la, I mean, I, I believe it. Like, I like fuck la. Definitely. Your belief in originality. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. But that's if you put a certain part of yourself really like that's unique to yourself in your music, yeah, I think. 
Mm. And I think it's it yeah like it, it applies for them But I get that how nowadays is damn hard to be original. You like, sorry what? Nowadays is damn hard to be original, cause like there's everybody really doing everything already. Yeah. So it's uh, it's damn. And if you always hard. just want to say like oh that dude just sounds like that dude then you know it's damn hard. It's damn we hard. only put out things that we are proud of. Yeah, like that's why we really spend a lot of time writing just like one song. We we basically cancel what three or four songs or X a lot of songs that lot. didn't feel right. Didn't yeah, feel, right. feel right. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are the own tastemakers, lah. Are, are you guys ever concerned that you guys might be too deep in the craft to look at things from a different perspective? Is there ever that pressure? No, for me, uh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it's conflicting, okay. I wouldn't. I don't know. Daryl, you can go first. Because for me, me uh, for me, right? Personally, uh, I honestly, if I want to be lazy, I can make a lazy song. Yeah. But lazy song equals you to, wouldn't enjoy it yourself. I wouldn't enjoy it myself. That's the thing. And also, lazy song equal to uh, uh, like. The output like it's Your not audience? very it's not very impactful. Mm. Uh, people like it, maybe people maybe like it, but it's not as impactful if I if we put in a bit more effort to the song. If if you're lazy about it, the listeners The listener can feel it, right? Listen like if they're listening to it more than once, eventually they can realize that you're just there for that purpose. Interesting. But if you're if you actually put in time and actually try and craft it yeah people they would tell. appreciate people can and tell yeah. yeah like you can tell the effect mm. it's subconscious say, yeah, yeah. you don't even think about let's it let's say yeah. I just like uh, like maybe a simple one is a singing tune for the the melody the song, melody I can I can easily like just like <laughs> yeah, okay okay can I just use this one <laughs> but like uh, yeah, it's but not then, memorable and no one gives a shit memorable memorable mumbling, though, because yeah. it's like Low he mumbles. Effort. He mumbles anyways. So <laughs> you know, it's not like, about the mumbling. <laughs> no, because Look. it's like low effort. Uh, like on my part, it's low effort. I don't try. I don't Do make you effort. Explain what you mumble. Huh? Do you want to explain what you mumble? Mumble. Uh? Everything. Then <laughs> mumble uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like low effort. Uh, well, low effort equal to I feel. Uh, I don't know the impact is. If you have shit input, you have shit output. That's it. Straight up. Yeah. Go in, go out, shit in, shit out. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's like you I can't think polish if you want a turn. To uh. Write any song, I can maybe for us. Uh, we just write one hour. We didn't want to write. We can write a song one hour. Yeah, but if you shit, it's fuck that song. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, we can do it if we want. But like, I know we know that we don't want that. We are not proud of that song. We don't want people to listen to it, and then like fuck that. We just do something else. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's the same for you when you illustrate. I think I think it largely depends if there's a deadline because I think uh, yeah, yeah. ours is. Do you guys have deadlines? No, no, we never. Not have. for us because we are not under any label. We just do it. It's uh, DIY, so okay, we want okay. we put it out whenever we want to put it out. And yeah. The only deadline we have is during the our first Japan tour. Yeah, that was the that was the only deadline we had so far. Holy so shit, that one like we really like push like fuck because uh, we were like taking our time to record our album, right? Yeah. Then like after that, uh, this uh, NVR from Lifehouse say uh, there's a. There's a tour coming up. So wait, so Japan. before before the first album, we released a demo. With that demo, we um, thanks to Envia and Mizi of Lifehouse, they managed to secure what five six dates in Japan 
with that demo yeah with that demo then 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 we recorded the full length yeah so So without that uh without that that push right we're gonna like take our time to record our album but because of that push right we record everything in january then after that march we march or april we we fly to Japan. that is insane yeah (laughs) Yeah. because of that push like january less we have to finish everything in january yeah i think sometimes it's good to have a deadline you are motivated to finish but the second album we had no deadline so we yeah. took our time with it how long did that take wow. start to finish uh 2016 we already started writing song wow three three two years okay i, I thought you had magic with numbers and dates <laughs> <laughs> i don't even if you ask me now i don't know when the band started i know lah. 2014 July 2014 <laughs> July <laughs> July So specific I remember, I remember. When 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 did Bling Way 2's Animal of the State came out 2000 <laughs> He is not using his phone By the way <laughs> Some yeah, 41 Some 41 Which one is that uh, All killer No filler I think that's 2000 Chuck, Chuck. 2000 No Chuck 2002 <laughs> Yeah Sit down John <laughs> <laughs> There's Chuck something is, Going on with Chuck yeah. dude <laughs> There's something going on People only buy No killer No, fi- no killer Or filler, or killer, or filler. Uh, Then they don't buy The rest of it <laughs> 2001 uh, I was P6 <laughs> <laughs> So that's how he links <laughs> Yeah I, just, I, I remember I don't know why I'm very familiar With like what The time of my life mm-hmm. Like yeah <laughs> your, your first kiss <laughs> 2005. Yeah, you even know <laughs> that. <laughs> it's like trivia night. You can just change to trivia. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious for the band members. Do you all feel like uh, music has to look a certain way? Because I'm always very curious to know if musicians, how do they visualize music? Because music, the, the, the concept of music, you play it through the instrument, mm-hmm. but there is no physical uh, image. Oh. I would imagine everybody has, 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 has a different image of what music actually looks like. I again as a music fan, I think it's very kiki lah. Either from band photographs yeah. or album artwork lah. It, it really, it really, it plays a part, right? Super like big part, yeah. Yeah, it sets a very important template lah. Yeah, but but um, conceptually, do you do you guys have an image of what I guess music looks like, or does it change from genre to genre? Is there like a certain color you associate with, let's mm. say, a certain genre? I think for their genre, a lot of the, like kind of like bands that are pulled in with a similar vein or tone, they all they like to do the parody shirts. What's a parody shirt? So like Foxing, the band will do a like a Fila flip. Right? So like the Fila graphic would be Fila with Foxing. Gotcha. It's something that Forrest did first, uh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh No, no I got to them. They they like yeah. they they chill about it. Yeah, they chill about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, and uh yeah, so like it's always like about flipping um logos yep. to yeah. So I think that's that one kind of like the aesthetic. The the ironic the irony of you know, like you put a death metal font but the band's not death metal mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Ha-ha. But then everybody does it now. Like Beyonce like, does it now. It's a ha ha. But everybody does it now, yeah. So I don't know. I don't but know. Like, but if you ask about music and color, I've never visualized music. Okay. At all. Okay. Yep. Nikki? I got no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn that. Yeah. I just wear okay. well. I mean, they're, they're, they're amazing bands with terrible visuals or like, yeah, know, yeah. Is it the slippers? <laughs> no, 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 no. Slipper got quite cool photograph, but the songs are whack. Uh, I'm just gonna talk about that. No, but I mean, uh, that's that's my own personal take, lah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. My personal take is, uh, the band uh, at the start need to have a strong uh, visual and image. Uh, when you said the identity, right? Then as as the band become famous, that's when you can just 
put out any any fucking. Are you famous? Gonna... No, I'm not, not not talking about me. <laughs> like I'm talking about like let's say Radiohead. Radiohead put out some some rubbish like uh, uh <laughs> like an album cover with just white nothing. It's like oh this they are artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already reached that level where they can just put out like if a Midas touch a booger on the <laughs> album cover. It's like oh it's artistic. Yeah, because yeah they already established that. So that's uh, that's 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 how I feel. Is that is that something that you guys are working towards to reach that level of guess success? So what? <laughs> I, never so, think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you get there, we get there, but it's not a goal. Can I check yeah, back in five years? No. Yeah, yeah. Next thing we know, we put a shirt. I mean, it's like it's like Supreme. You reach that level where they yeah they release rubbish tissue also can sell for fifty dollar. Right? You think it's rubbish? Right? I think it's, I think it's quite strategic. Eh? Okay, yeah. I won't say I won't say rubbish. It's like uh, they reach to the point where they can release anything. People will just there's a following. Yeah, there's a following. Mm. Like tissue, Supreme tissue. You wanna sell a Supreme stapler? They, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they've done their homework. They've yeah, done, they they've did, done their work before they did that. Their so. Effort. so now they're just enjoying all the fruits easy, of the their labor. Yeah. When, when you mention Supreme, I feel that John perked up a little bit. <laughs> 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 well, I just, I just feel like it's an apple to apple to apple thing. So if you go back to music, the music, right? Yeah. yeah, I think like, um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like for one. It's not it's not even a big big thing, but like the longevity of a lot of local bands also don't last three albums. Do you mm. know what I mean? Got two albums good enough, sir. Yeah. So what? one album away. Yeah, one album, one album good enough, sir. <laughs> you know. Uh, so so I think like in terms of yeah, like like I think at the end of the day, the rule the rule doesn't really count, la. Just no do what you want, yeah. yeah no and rule. if you made that one work and it really makes a difference to a lot of people generationally down, props, man. You know. Yeah. All right. I guess in closing, I just want to, uh, just I just want to know: Have you guys ever considered what music in the future would sound like? Yeah. It will just get. It will just keep getting recycled. Uh, yeah, I feel. I think so. Yeah. Waves will keep repeating, and then the next trend will be the next revival. For me, yeah, the next revival for sure. I think the latest thing that I can think about now, the 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 sound damn fresh. Is this rapper that that rap like? <laughs> I forget the name. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. The rapper rap like that. <laughs> I forget like the name. <laughs> yeah, but but to me, uh, it sounds stupid. But like at the same time, I'm thinking like, holy fuck, he's the only rapper that do it. Like <laughs> like like, I'm gonna know hit this guy. Yeah, like because, Rebecca Black or Friday. Fuck lah, no lah, they're different. I haven't heard that song ever. I think the, <laughs> we can play for you later. <laughs> I think the concept is like last time maybe people in the past when they mix new metal and metal and rap. Oh yeah, people will be like, uh, "Holy shit! What the hell is this?" Linkin Park, uh, Limbiskit, Anthrax. Like, uh, I don't know about Anthrax, Limbiskit. Yeah, like I think back then it was a very fresh genre. Then like, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, probably music in the future, something bizarre. Yeah, the new metal revival was next, man. New metal revival. Heard it. Why do you say that? I think it's just cycles, man. It's, it's gonna come. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna keep going. Like, uh. Is it like a zodiac thing? Like there is each one on each thing, then you would just keep turning like so, that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a. I mean, I don't know. Like I Code think orange. like in a knots yeah. in yeah, a two thousand. Like two thousand music. Yeah, but it's like, coming like, back now. Electronic metal. Okay. Yeah. It's like they're doing this whole like yeah, uh, industrial VMTH. industrial tech tech metal yeah. industrial sound like Power Man five thousand. Huh? Power oh. Man five thousand. Yeah. White zombie. The White zombie. Rob zombie. <laughs> I, oh. I I thought of Rob Zombie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Industrial Industrial is just basically like electronic samplers, like nine inch nails with Rammstein. Yeah, Rammstein. Yeah. Yeah, Rammstein. Yeah. So they bring it back 
So it's like just recycling, I feel uh, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I, I guess. I cannot wait for the next emo revival the next time. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, like emo revival like is it has passed already. <laughs> so like we have to wait like what, twenty years? Later? Yeah. We we the next it's all downhill from here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast was the highlight of your career. <laughs> Dubai. This is the last time yeah, you like, 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 like the nineties was the emo but the thing is when they are going through it, they don't know it's a yeah, they add that. Of course, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't yeah. know it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that 90s emo. And after that, the revival was happen- happened like, what, five years ago, right? Yeah. So on 15, it happened again, the emo revival. Mm. Actually, that's when we come in. I think we come in uh, kind of at the right time also. We were lucky. We were lucky, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like trends and waves and everything. La. We were lucky. La. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. But nowadays, like I think the emo revival thing is like is getting stale. Like if we, I don't know, even and even then, the popularity of the emo revival is still like kind of. Like, sub, it's not even sub, like that big. It's, it's right? not. It's not a big. It's not a big. Yeah. yeah it's, it's still like a subcultural revival, but yeah. yeah. In the overall arc, like TikTok. Is TikTok ever a consideration for you guys? Because I was watching a video where I guess labels and artists they are either scouring talent on TikTok or they're actively promoting their songs through TikTok because it can go viral. I think viral is a term these days that everybody wants. I think our next album will be on TikTok. Wonderful. Yeah, you can get John to do it. For me, right, if we our song get famous on TikTok, it's like for me it's like the the it's the lol factor. Lols mm. like of, of our song famous on on TikTok. It's like a meme. Uh. Yeah, it's like a meme, uh. yeah. Like we are a meme thing, band. <laughs> it's like a funny thing, uh. But it's like I'm not I'm not gonna complain about it. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean I think at the end of the day they just make music that they want to make lah. Yeah. And you know yeah. where it could be pushed to be marketed a little bit. You know if it gets picks up if it picks up organically. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that'd be great lah. And if it, even if it doesn't, you don't care. We'll still do the same shit. I mean they're not gonna write. A potentially a song that's gonna be to, to do a car, a car jingle, you know? Yeah. yeah which is like explosion in the sky. But that would be the, the sky factor la. of it. La. What? We might yeah, just yeah, do yeah, just yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. What was the yeah. song we covered? Huh? What, what were the one of many songs we covered? What's that? Uh, I don't know that. Be me more Nothing. We tried to cover uh, Yeah. Uh we I tried to the, cover a Smash Mouth song by your shit. Uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know Smash Mouth? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Recently? No lah. Uh, <laughs> like playing for fun. Uh, yeah, gaming. but it was trash. Lame lah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, in closing, um, where can people find your stuff? Do you guys have anything to plug? John? Any Anybody you want to flame? Yeah, please. <laughs> Come on, Daryl. Yo, check us out on wearefirst.bencam.com and Spotify for us. Then, um, Instagram, we are for us. Twitter, <laughs> we are not for us. <laughs> Yo, block us on everywhere. <laughs> yeah. John, so where, where, where can people find? Uh, no, I'm find all, you. Uh, Sweetness Follows is not really like a full-time thing. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, anybody listening, thanks for supporting the band and their music. Can people DM you privately to talk about stuff? or? <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a Sweetness Follows Instagram, which like, has less than 100 people. It's just okay. like, I did it for the sake of... Sweetness follows on Instagram. That's right. Okay. So they want to tag you to... Uh, how? Okay. How are you actively looking for, for, for people to get onto the record? Absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why, 
Uh, <laughs> Why is that? This will this will be another fifteen minutes segment. Are you sure you want to do this? No, I'm just curious. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I never want to manage anybody. I never want to like tell people what to do. So this was just kind of like a byproduct of, uh, so Sweden Solos essentially was a byproduct of me suggesting to them to put their music on streaming, and then eventually I had I did it, and then since Daryl has like other creative outputs in Quite Quiet, huh? you know. In yeah. what? Sorry. In quite quiet. Quite What's quiet that? is Daryl's uh, solo folk, project. Yeah, solo project. Come on, song. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. like a bedroom solo project, which is completely different from from Forest. You should yeah. check it out. Okay, quite quiet. Quite quiet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wordplay. Yeah, and so, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was it was also a case of like uh, an artist that was on your podcast in the past that Fox. Who's there? Yeah, who uh who had an album with me that to put out on streaming. Yeah, and then yeah, so it's kind of like did it as an extension. So. Uh, yeah, I'm quite tired. I'm I, I'm not really very keen on 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 actively looking. I'm not looking. Yeah. It's your curation of. Course, it, of I, I I don't have the don't have the bandwidth like, to invest anymore. You do want you, you do want more kids, la. Yeah, no lah. <laughs> I yeah. This I mean, if anybody would like to hit me up, you know, I I'd be very happy to give have a chat. You know, and if you really think that I I I be the person to work with you, then I'd be happy to help la. But of course, the dream is. If someday some major label want, really wants to sign for us, I really would welcome it. I would look over the contract with them. Oh, interesting. There, so, so there is no... He would be the fourth member of the band. <laughs> no, for real. He will always be the fourth member of the interesting. band. Interesting. So there is no, I guess, what's the word for it? No, I mean, I know my own strengths and my own limitations. And I feel yeah. that, you know, when there is somebody that is able to bring somebody to a greater level, I think they should do it. I think I believe that for all my creative endeavors. Like, oh, that's dope. Uh, but of course, you know, at the end of the day, you must really not lose sight of what truly makes you you. La. So I feel that, that 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 authenticity is the factor. You can't totally lose sight of what you want to do. And it's good to reel in the rain some, once in a while. La. And I think perspective, lo, you know. Do you think that comes with age? For sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I'm still learning. I, I, I will never claim to know what I know. La. Uh, I still, I just try to be less of a dumbass every day. La. I think that's what we all can strive for. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you guys for the conversation. Thank you for your time. I think Finally Nikki, like, made it to the podcast <laughs> after listening for so many hours. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the conversation. Woo! No, man, thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.